listener, and welcome to another episode of We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters invite you to join the romance revolution by bringing you the next book that will make you want to stay up all night reading. This week, we're discussing the brilliant Colleen Hoover's Ugly Love, a book that punched us to the gut and then gave us a warm hug afterward. If that sounds impossible, keep listening to find out how Colleen totally rocked our worlds. Enjoy the show. drinking Gatorade. It's very good. I saw that. It's an act of personal rebellion for me. Drinking Gatorade? <laughs> yes, because of the huge stigma that is like always in the back of my head about how like soda and like sugary drinks are like the devil. It's like Wait. drilled into me from such a young age. And yet there's nothing better than like a real Coke. And yet like I can never drink it because it's like that's like the biggest taboo that's been drilled into me from a young age. So... Anyway, I rebelled by buying a six-pack of Gatorade. Since when is Gatorade in, like, the unhealthy drinks category? Gatorade is, like, what the sports bros drink. I understand that it is objectively, like, filled with sugar, but I Gatorade does not have the same perception as soda. Absolutely not. Gatorade has almost the same amount of sugar, I'm pretty sure. Okay, again, but Gatorade doesn't have the same perception of soda. It's not in the same category. No way. It's like the All sportsman. Right. A 12 drink. ounce Coca Cola has 39 grams of sugar. This 20 ounce Gatorade has 34 grams of sugar. So that's a little less, but like a little less per, also a lot less per. No, not no, that much. It's no, 12. I know. I know. I'll do the 12 ratio. 12 ounces versus I, 20. I will do the ratio. It's, it's, it's a, it's 3.3 versus 1.7 grams of grams. So half, nearly half. Still a lot though. Sure, but it has half the sugar of a Coke. Maybe. Per fluid ounce. Maybe. Whatever. It's a sugar, whatever. Don't undermine me here. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> don't undermine me. I just, I don't know where you got that I, the idea that like Gatorade is in the same category as sodas. It just is. I always felt a little bit like ashamed of not liking Gatorade. So I was like, I'm really? not like a, a cool sports person. Mm, that's true. I really only like the cool frost flavor, which is what I'm drinking. The Glacier Freeze, the light blue one. All right. Is I'm the sorry. Best. Yeah, that's a cop. Light light blue Gatorade. Only narcs say like the actual flavor well, name. Well, I was just reading. The thing is on the label, it's like so hard to even find what it's actually called because Gatorade Frost. And the biggest letter is Frost and Cool. Gatorade Frost, Thirst Quencher, Crisp and Cool. And then in like very small letters, it's like Glacier Freeze. That's because only narcs and cops call it Glacier Freeze. They call it light blue Gatorade. You don't (laughs) call Gatorade flavors by their actual names. You call them by their colors. I feel like they've really branched out lately. There's like a lot more colors than I don't keep up with the Gatorade fandom. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, what if do you think that there's fan fiction for the Gatorade for like a, a like uh what's the word when um something anthropomorphized Gatorade bottle and like the Kool-Aid man? Oh my god. I'm Maybe. like almost positive that there is Kool-Aid man and Tony the Tiger fanfic. Checks out. Where does um the if Trix anyone knows where, where to find that? Where does the Trix email us a link? He He's with the um the Cookie Crisp. <laughs> no, no, no. He's the Tricks Rabbit is too chaotic for the Cookie Crisp guy. The you know what it is? The beat. It's the Tricks Rabbit 
and the Apple Jacks, the here I come by am cinnamon guy, and then the apple from the Apple Jacks and the mm. cookie crisp wolf. Where does the Honey Nut Cheerios guy fit in? The the He's asexual. Buzzy the bee. <laughs> He's asexual. Don't sexualize Buzzy the bee. <laughs> the rest of them fine. Buzzy the no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Also, like, you know, the answer to that is the B movie, Rachel. There you go. That's the fan fiction. It's true. <laughs> he goes with a random human Renee Zellweger. Like, he fits in with the Smurfs. No. Yeah. The Smurfs are a category all of their own. He gives Smurf vibes personally to me. Today, we're discussing Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. TikTok sensation. So I, so first of all, the cover of this book is very wait, much wait, not wait, a, wait, sorry. I, I feel like first and foremost, we should give a strong trigger warning for it because sure. like, unlike other trigger warnings, I feel like it's like, if this is going to be bad for you, you should not listen to this episode like at yeah, all. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. should not read this book at all. No, I, and I spoiled this for myself partially before reading it and I was still like shook. Yeah. Like yeah. it was still very like viscerally like traumatic um, once I got to it. Yeah. And this is like a big spoiler also for the end of the book as well. Right. Just so you know. Um, so our two main characters are Miles and Tate. Miles. Were you gonna is say what like, the trigger is? Yeah, I'm gonna I was, okay, I was just right. giving their names. Okay. Miles is our hero, and his traumatic backstory is that he had um like a teen relationship and they got pregnant, and then literally when they were driving home from the hospital, they get in a car crash. And drive into a river and their, like, two-day-old son drowns. And the parents both survive. But so strong trigger warning for infant death. And it's a very – a lot scene. It's very, yeah. like, emotionally distressing. Even if you are not a parent and have never been a parent, like Rachel and I, like, it's still yeah. a lot. I was – if this had me, like, looking up, like, how to get a baby out of a car that's underwater – I'm yeah. now as equipped as you can be, which is still not very equipped. There's not a lot of things you can do, but yeah, yeah, no. So it's it's a lot. It's only one scene, and because you 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 know you're not spending the whole book knowing about this. It's like the reveal at the end. We could start a, a drive to write to NHTSA, which is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, to um, regulate and and have emergency release buttons on car seats. Apparently, that's like what a lot of safety experts are like pushing for but why isn't that a thing already? i don't know i don't know why like there i was reading this like guy like had what to do and he was like yeah the best thing you can do is just like practice how to get your kid out of their car seat with your eyes closed like there's Jesus like Christ. and it's like really complicated like while meanwhile well, the very first thing you have to do is get your windows down because you only have like a minute to do that then get your seatbelt off then try to get the kids out and then like get out but yeah, we could all submit like notice and comment requests to NHTSA. That could be like I a project. Yeah, I don't know why that's not a thing. <laughs> I know. It seems like it would be. And there's like <laughs> not really – and not only do they not mandate it, there's like no car seats on the market that have it. Yeah. Like, and it's, it like, doesn't not seem like something that would like be super expensive. You know what I mean? Right, like, it doesn't right. seem something that would be like prohibitive in any way right. to the car company to add. Like they just want right. children to die. I don't – I don't know. What? Okay. So this book, I was trying to think of, this is like a specific genre of contemporary romance that I have encountered many times and I have never been able to come up with a specific descriptor of what this like subgenre of contemporary romance is. And the best thing I've been thinking about all week since I finished this book, 
the best way I can describe it is that it's like gut punch contemporary because you just feel like you've been punched in the gut when you read it. And this is actually the first one of this genre, which coincidentally always includes like heroines who are named like this heroine is named Tate. Like if it's like a name with similar vibes, like, you know, it's going to be one of these. Like, I I don't make the rules. Like, it's just it's going to hurt you. This is the first one that like I actually was like, okay, I believe in this happily ever after. And like, also, I'm not like emotionally scarred after finishing this. Like, is she she really Colleen Hoover dragged us down and then she really pulled us back up at the end for Mm -hmm. a home run. And I have literally never encountered that before because it's always either like, the reason for the hero being such an asshole is like, I don't think a good enough reason. Right. Or like uh, something happened. There's like so much trauma that like, I can't like the romance doesn't like make up for it or like, or right. whatever. And I, yeah, I've never experienced it. I'm usually, I usually just end up really upset and like thinking about it and like, I don't know, considering upping my Prozac dosage <laughs> after finishing those. And I've generally avoided them, which is why I was like very hesitant to read this book. But this is, oh, wait, we didn't say. This is a listener suggestion. Oh, yeah. We should say this. So thank yeah. you, listener, for recommending this. And see, everybody else, we do listen to you <laughs> and mm-hmm. and read the books that you recommend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was initially, I mean, I heard a lot about Colleen Hoover, but um, I was like hesitant because I was like, I don't want to be sad <laughs> yeah. I read romance to I not mean, be sad you know like I was I read this before you and I was like oh my gosh like I'm not going to be able to get over this like his entire like character arc is like straight out of the player p- playbook and I was like this is not I'm there's no way I'm not going to like still hate him at the end even though I like spoiled I knew that like he had some kind of like like his child had died like I knew that going into it and yeah. I still was like no way but then like somehow like I I, I don't know Colleen Hoover brought it home man yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well done. Well done, Colleen Hoover. I can see why she's so popular. I probably won't read many more of her other books because I don't think many more of her other books have like this traditional HEA romance. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, it was definitely like a real romance. But I also like really wanted to know exactly what happened with Rachel because all of his flashbacks throughout the book, like up until the very end, his perspective is 100% six years ago with his like teen romance and his girlfriend, Rachel. Girlfriend slash stepsister. (laughs) And yeah, I was like very much hooked on like what was going to happen there. Okay. So the premise – yeah, let's just talk about like the structure of the book, the premise. So we have Tate who is our primary narrator. She's narrating all – basically all the present day things um, except for at the very, very end. She is a nurse. She is going to grad school for like to become a super nurse. I forget what like actual position she is. Anesthetist, I think. Okay, so she's earning that bag. She's going to grad school, so she can Mm -hmm. earn that nursing bag. And she's moving in with her brother because, like, you know, she's in grad school, um, but she's also working. And her brother is named Corbin, and he is a pilot, and they come from, like, a family of pilots and flight attendants and all of that. Mm -hmm. And Corbin's friend slash across the hall neighbor in this apartment building is Miles, who is our hero. And he is basically just very angsty. And you spend 90% of the book thinking he's just a total fuck boy. Mm-hmm. And um, he is also a pilot. And he his uh, narration, except for at the very end, is entirely something that happened six years ago. So when he was 18, they're both 24. Or no, she's 23. 23. She's 23. He's 24. His, yeah, his things are all what happened six years ago and his relationship with a girl named Rachel, who was like his high school girlfriend. 
which I want to ask you, like, how'd you feel <laughs> about – There was, like – because the, the name Ra- – and also it wasn't just that she was named Rachel. It was, like, there were entire, like, minute-long periods of just repeating the name Rachel. Yeah. It was, like, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I don't know. Was, yeah. How did you, well, I just, like, in general, like, I don't know how I feel, like – you know, like, like for example, like Stefan, who is our brother, is a mm. lot of times used for like the prince name. And luckily, I've mm. yet to like come across like an explicit romance novel where Stefan is the hero name. But like, it happens a lot in like Barbie movies. Mm. And I always am like, that's weird. That's not your name. <laughs> like, and I think that if I like read a sex scene with like Stefan's name, I would be like, gross. No. Mm. But for you, I mean, there's like, it's like fade to black with Rachel and Miles, which I think helped. But also I think the narrator, just because he said Rachel so many times, I became like desensitized to the word. Oh, yeah. Which I think like if I had been reading it with my eyeballs, I would have just like skipped over all those like long yeah. paragraphs of Rachel. But because I heard it and he just said it. He's just – I don't know. He just said it in a really annoying way too. <laughs> he's like, Rachel, Rachel. Like – and maybe that was my fault because I was listening to it at 2.5 speed because, like, again, like, I both, like, <laughs> was, like, really into this book and also was, like, I need to get through this book as fast as possible to limit yeah, my emotional damage. thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, so I was listening to it at 2.5. Um, yeah, and just, like, the number – him just being, like, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Yeah. I was, like, God, I can't. <laughs> I know. I don't, it was fine. I don't know. I guess, like, I'm, my name is so common, I guess. It's, like, I hear it all the time. With Stefan, like, I don't know, like – Vampire Diaries. Like, I feel like I also think of it in, like, that context. Like, fictional Stefans – honestly, in my head, fictional Stefans look nothing like our brother. Like, they all look like the Vampire Diaries character. Like, brown hair, stocky, (laughs) basically the complete opposite. in the Vampire Diaries. No. Yes. He has, like, dark blonde hair. Yes, he does. He's blonde in the same way, like, our Stefan is blonde. Like, in the same way our, our mom was blonde. Our like our <laughs> Stefan has has the same color hair as him. No, he doesn't. Look look him up. He I literally did. doesn't. I regularly get for some reason Vampire Diaries memes on my Explore page. I know what no. these characters look like. No, no. And he just has completely different coloring and different color eyes. Like everything about him is different. I don't know. The one and only time I've encountered an Allison in a book, she was like the other woman, and she like mm. kissed the hero in front of the heroine. And I was like, you bitch. And then I was like, what the heck? Why don't I get any why don't I get nice things? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't come across a lot of fictional Allisons. I'm trying to think. No. Especially not yeah. one spelled correctly. She was spelled correctly because her character was yeah. Scottish. So Oh nice. You mean French? <laughs> anyway. So Tate is moving in with her brother. And she meets this old man who is the security guard slash runs the elevator in the apartment building. I don't know. His name is Cap. I really digged him. I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's Cap. a very catchy, a very catchy first line. You were stabbed in the neck, young lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. says that because she I guess she has a birthmark on her neck. And he's like, birthmarks are where you lost a battle in a previous life. And I was like, so someone like took me out. At the knees, because like I have a very large birth oh, yeah. mark in my knee. Like, did someone like chop my leg off? Like, no, that was more. That was a fortune. That was like predicting the future. That mom would try to get it like surgically removed. Oh, my God, <laughs> and didn't even succeed. And that was just a weird half birthmark, half scar. Like, I guess mine would be like this thing on my head that I'm not actually sure if it's a birthmark or a chickenpox scar. You don't have any on like on maybe other it's smallpox. I don't really have any big ones. I have like a, a light tan, like big, like big ish patch on my thigh, but it's nothing close yeah. to yours. It's like maybe. Like well, I have one on my thigh too. Inch. That's like it's little and like a heart shaped. Mm-hmm. That's also 
I guess I have my I have my cow, my one yeah. my cow, but that's not that's a light spot, not a dark spot. But they're both well, well, the, one I, the one on my face and the one on my arm is are light spots. But yeah, but I think I know smallpox. Honestly, where where is my smallpox vaccine, George W. Bush? I was googling because I was arguing <laughs> with uh, someone about. <laughs> I was trying to get him to get his booster, and he was like, you know feeding me all this like propaganda and bullshit about like how dangerous the COVID vaccine is. He was like, it's the most dangerous vaccine. People have died. And then I was I Googled like what is the most dangerous vaccine? And just in case you were wondering, it's the smallpox vaccine. It has like a nice. one in thousand chance of death or permanent disfigurement. And people were still getting that. That was just like you went to school, you get shot up, like no questions <laughs> asked. And like, you know, no one was whining back then. But anyway, but then I found this article from 2002 and it was talking about how it was like President Bush has announced that every American who wants a smallpox vaccine will be able to get one by the end of the year. It's like, where the fuck is my smallpox vaccine? George W. Bush. Well, you know what? It wouldn't be the George. first time that George W. Bush I know. failed Maybe us. we had the option, but mom and dad just didn't let us get it. Maybe. Because he was like, it could be used as a bioweapon. We will all get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't, know. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. So she meets Cap. They go up in the elevator. This other guy named Dylan. I don't really know the relevance of him other than to like, I don't know, be a dick. Be a dick. Um, shows up. He's married, but he starts hating on her. I was expecting him to like come back and be like a real villain. Also, she's like, the reason she immediately knows she's married is because she sees him he's like married. put- that, sorry, that he's married. Is She sees him like surreptitiously put his left hand in his pocket. And she's like, oh, he must be hiding his wedding ring. But let me note that she's only 23. Like she's really young. Would you like – I feel like if you're 23 – I don't know. I just feel like my first thought would not be like, oh, this person must be married. He's hiding. You live in San Francisco. Okay. Your peers okay. are not married. I Hear don't know. This. Here's my here's my explanation for that. She's a nurse. She's been working for a nurse for at least as a nurse for at least a year. Okay, she's 23. She let's mm-hmm. assume she graduated when she was 22, mm-hmm. at least a year. I feel like nurses probably get hit on a lot. Yeah, in hospitals, and they meet a lot of different kinds of people. It's not unheard of. I'm just saying she's 23, but she's coded as like I would say at least like three or four years older. Yeah, I was always taken aback by how young they all are. Because even her, right. Her, her like, brother's brother is 25. like 25. Like, yeah, right. they're all very, very I, – I feel like they all could have been aged up five years. Yeah, definitely. And I don't okay. think that that would have – I don't know I don't know if that was like because Colleen Hoover was like, oh, I don't know whether that much time could have passed and Miles like still be the emotionally traumatized. But like he – like I feel like losing a child, like you never get over that. No. <laughs> and like no. if someone told me like, yes, 10 years later, he was still just as right. emotionally scarred from losing his child. Right. I would be like, yeah, that – I believe it. Right. That was interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they're that young. Because Miles becomes like a captain, like an air right, right. plane captain. And I'm like, they're but like, she does. you're so young. But I'm like, right. I'm thinking about that now. I'm like, yeah, he's 24. Right. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> well, you see, are you sure I he's 24 and not college? 25? I think he, I think he, he well, it's six years ago, he yeah. was 18 in high school. Yeah. So he has to be 24. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, that's my thing is like, maybe he's been a pilot since he was like 20. Right, but still, yeah. I mean, but I, mean, she I don't know how long it takes to be like, a captain. She does recognize that that's like unusual. Yeah, that's because he like works too much. Right, like maybe it's like based on hours, and he's like managed to. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, the average age is like twenty seven. It's join plus four years. So yeah, if he if he did it when he was twenty, then like it's feasible. 
Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think he went to college. Like He no. always was just like, I'm going straight to flight school. Oh, no, school. he was planning on going to college originally, but then, yeah. Whatever. No, I thought he was going to flight school. N- no, he specifically at one point when they he's first talking to Rachel, he's like, I want to go to college and then I want to go to flight school. But then when they get pregnant, he's like, I'll just go to flight school. Oh, okay. But yeah, anyway. Um. Okay, so she goes up. She meets Dylan the asshole. Okay. She gets to her apartment. Dylan dips. Yeah, she he like tries to like – find out what floor she's going to and she like hits all the buttons which like bold good like i i wish i would have the balls I was, to do yeah, that yeah she was like very yeah. blatant about that i was like wow but then but then later on <laughs> yeah and she like immediately hates dylan but then later on she's like oh i don't know why my brother hates dylan so much like oh i kind of feel bad for him i'm like what you're you immediately she like does yeah there's like i wrote down it's like at least two different times she like doubts herself she's like oh they all hate dylan so much like like, what do you mean? Why? Like, you – I mean, why are you, like – why are you, like, undermining your own, like, immediate um, knowledge of this? Like – I don't remember that. My inter- – anytime Dylan was on the screen, I was like, why are they friends with him? Is that – well, and they – yeah. Day, I still don't understand why they're friends. <laughs> we'll talk about yeah. that later. We need to talk about that later. Anyway. Yeah. So she rolls up to her brother's apartment and she sees a man passed out at the door. And mm-hmm. she's like, what the fuck? And she calls her brother and she was like, there is a drunk man passed out at your door. And her brother's like, oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, can you get in? So she mm-hmm. does. And then, like, the man grabs her ankle as she's, like, opening the door and she, like, you know, slams his wrist in the door. Which, like, at that point, I'd be, like, calling the police. He, like, assaulted you. Like, yeah. literally. Like, not even, yeah. like. Um. So she slams his wrist in the door. She gets away. She calls him. And then we find out that that man is, in fact, Miles, who calls Corbin and is, like, dude, like, let me into your apartment. <laughs> and then Corbin calls Tate back and is no, like, no, no. Uh, Corbin, can you let my friend into the Corbin, Corbin is like, I'll call Miles to come help you with the drunk guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out Miles is the drunk guy. Yeah. So Corbin's like, let him in. Miles is like totally wasted, like blacked out. And all he's saying is like, Rachel, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry, Rachel. And he's crying like a lot. Um, he also has like a sexy scar on his face. Um, the reasons behind it, as you already know. Or well, the reason it's definitely from the car crash. Well, it's never like explicit, but yeah, yeah. Maybe. Anyway, yeah, the reason behind the scar is not so sexy, but like I still love a a sexy scar. It's like right along his like jawline or whatever. So you know, mm-hmm. it's like hot or whatever. So she finally puts him, Tate finally puts him to bed. And she's like, that was weird, but um, I'm tired. And so like he's gonna sleep on the couch and she puts him in the position because she's a nurse where <laughs> if he throws up. He's not going to asphyxiate. So Mm -hmm. everyone, you should always put a drunk person on their side Mm -hmm. on the floor so that they don't choke on their own vomit. Mm -hmm. So she goes to bed and then the next morning, Miles like walks into her room and wakes her up and she's like not a morning person. So she's like really pissed. And No, 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 no. There's a flashback first. They go to bed and now we have our first Miles flashback where he is in high school and he meets Rachel and she is high school sweetheart. It's very like love at first sight. He's like – Oh my god, like this is the I'm girl I'm, in love I'm with her. At one point he like smells her and I was just like <laughs> normally I would be creeped out by that, but like because you're a child, I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> He's just like a little dweeb. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm going to marry her." <laughs> and then so she's just moved to the school. She's new from Phoenix, naturally. Naturally. <laughs> naturally. And we should have known that her mom was going to be like shitty. Considering – well, she's not actually. Whatever. Well, we haven't matter. met the mom yet. I we know. know. All sure, we've sure. got is he shows her to class. He shows her to an English class with a Mr. Clayton. Yeah. Important. Remember that. And he snaps us like <laughs> – he like takes a like surreptitious picture of her and like sends it to his friend, his best friend. And he's like, she's going to have my babies, which like is so cringy. 
he's to do in high school. Like, it's just so. Yeah. I don't know. He's so uh, Miles in these flashbacks is just like so pure that I really like. I think these flashbacks yeah. are super important, not just to like build the tension of like, oh my god, what happened with Rachel? Because at this point, you're kind of thinking, you're like, oh, well, is Rachel dead? Like that must be it. Not the case. But I feel like these flashbacks also balance out like Miles personality because like mm. miles personality in the present is like like we said a big dick he's a fuck boy but he's just so pure right in the flashbacks he's just so like in love and like cute and like it's just it's like a sticky sticky sweet ya novel it's just so mm-hmm. you know besides the like steps step sibling banging right um but it makes it you're like okay so he's capable of being like this right something must have happened and I was like, everybody loves this book. I'm going to trust that Colleen Hoover has, like, a good reason for why he, like, changed from being teenage Miles to current Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it really it really kind of helps you stick with Miles and you're like, God, he fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to present day. Um, Miles, like, rudely wakes her up, as I was saying before. She's, like, very unhappy about this. And he – instead of being like, oh, thank you for taking care of me, he's like, what happened to my hand? Like – what the fuck happened to my hand? And she's like, get the fuck out. That never comes back. I thought his no. hand was going to be broken. He yeah. wasn't going to be able to fly for like a month. They were going to have a forced proximity. I'm picturing the angle that your wrist would have to get – the door would have to close on your wrist in order for you to still be holding someone's leg when it closes on the other side. You know what I mean? And like that is yeah. not a nice angle. <laughs> it's like literally right. Right. Like Both times I've broken back. my wrist. That's right. where it happened. Right. But he's fine. Yeah. Anyway, he's not. Apparently – like, but I guess it's bruised enough that he noticed – that's my thing is like I don't right. – I'm like, like how it hurts. damaged – like you have to notice but like it's not damaged enough that it's like anything that needs to be addressed later. Right. So I'm like, Miles, are you just like a crybaby or like do you just not feel pain? <laughs> Which I have a theory about that. We'll discuss that later. Yeah. And she's basically like, I'm going back to bed now. Um, If you come back later today, we can – try again so now we get another flashback miles is chatting with his dad his dad is like i have a girlfriend and we've been together for a year and she's coming over tonight with her daughter and miles is like oh my god that means that you were cheating on mom because his mom died less than a year ago Mm -hmm. of like some unspecified illness it's cancer we find out later but yeah well first of all the dad randomly like miles asks rachel out that day this is he hasn't talked he doesn't talk to her for a full week. She comes on Monday. He doesn't he doesn't get up the nerve to talk to her until Friday. And he asks her out for the next day. And then like that night I guess he's going to go hang out with his best friend. What's his name again? I don't remember. He's also his best Ian. friend is, is Ian. Ian in the present day also. They're still hanging out Ian. They're all pilots. And so he was going to go hang out with Ian and his dad calls him and he's like, "Can you come home?" And Miles is like, "No, I'm going to hang out with Ian." And his dad's like, "No, I need you to come home right now. I have to tell you something important." And so he just like Minutes before his new girlfriend, Lisa, comes over with no warning. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. you're not going to prepare your child at all. The dad is redeemed a bit, but, like, Right. Yeah. So we get an explanation. Like, spoiler alert, he wasn't actually cheating on the mom. The parents were, like, separated. They were just going to, like, wait to get a divorce until, like, Miles graduated high school. But I'm still, like, I'm – yeah, but I'm, like, ev- literally every other thing that the dad mm-hmm. does makes him a, a bad dad. <laughs> Like every, I'm like, even if you were cheating on your wife, you're still a shitty parent. Yeah. So he springs his new girlfriend, Lisa, on Miles, and Lisa shows up. And guess who Lisa's daughter is? 
it's Rachel. And I, as soon as the dad was like, yeah, she has a daughter. I was like, it's fucking oh Rachel, God. isn't it? Like, it's, it's going to be fucking Rachel. This is going to be a step-sibling romance. And then it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's but like, like um, Life with Derek. Do you remember oh, that show, yeah. that Disney sitcom? I don't think I ever It was like short-lived. It. I'm pretty sure it was like Canadian, but it appeared on the Disney Channel. And it was about step-siblings. But their parents were like actually married like when they met. Like it begins with like yeah. their parents getting married, they met. But there was definitely like – I'm not sure whether there was an actual like – I think that there was an actual by like season three, they were actually like dating. And I I was like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Like, it's so, I don't know. I'm not going to like here. It's like, it's not their fault. Like they met before. But also like if your parents and you're going to like try to have teenage children that have literally no familiar relationship live in the same house as each other. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not like the sibling family gene, like, you know, trigger in your brain is just something you can like turn on and off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, it's like, it's like, it's the reason. It's either, well, that's the thing. That's why you also like why they're shitty, both Lisa and the dad are shitty parents is because they like. They spring it on them. They spring, like, well, Rachel's apparently known about Miles' sure, dad she's, for a long yeah. time. She's known that her mom was in a relationship and she's like met him before. Yeah. But like, yeah, he springs it on him and then they find out like literally like a month after that is when they all move in together right to, like miles's apartment and i'm like no 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 if you're gonna yeah. have and they're like later on they're like oh we didn't think you would mind because like you're moving out soon and i'm like you're still like your child is living at home right you, no like you, you just can't. waited a little bit longer too but like when you're blending families like unless your children are like 40 no. and like you know what i'm like right and you're yeah. getting remarried, like you are not. You gotta like blend. You gotta like make sure your children like get along. Yeah, like you Rachel's mom is families. a yeah. Rachel's mom is a little better because at least she like introduced the dad. But this is still a whole ass another person that's gonna be living there <laughs> that you've never met. Yeah, and they it's moved insane. there. Right, the thing that we find meeting. out later without, but without Lisa telling Rachel that they plan to move in together like a month after moving. Well, Rachel knew that they only rented the – yeah, she didn't say it explicitly. No, but yeah, she true. hears yeah. that over the phone. Rachel didn't right. know that going in. Right. Yeah, anyway, they're all shit. We're, we're skipping ahead. <laughs> these, these parents are shit. Even if they're like kind of redeemed, they still fucking suck. Yeah. So back to present day. They all – game night. Okay. Well, first, first – um, uh, Miles and Corbin like help – like Corbin calls Miles to come help like uh, Tate's – bring Tate's stuff up from her car and – Miles like reintroduces himself to her because she had previously said like, you know, come back later and we'll try again. And so like they do get reintroduced, but whatever. Okay, cut to game night. Corbin is working because he's a pilot, so very irregular schedule, whatever. And Tate just like comes home one day from class, and there's like three dudes in our living room. It's Corbin, or sorry, it's um Miles, Miles. Ian, and asshole Dylan, yeah. and they're all like watching the TV. And she's like, "What the? F- Get out of my house!" What are you doing in my house? <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> but she is – so she's like, I – like, you guys are here for, like, a football game and, like, beer and, like, chatting. But, like, I need to study. Like, I'm in fucking yeah. nursing grad school. Like, I need peace and quiet. And – but she, like, gaslights herself into being like, oh, it's not justifiable for me to be angry. And I'm like, yes, it is. Your brother's not there. Like, I understand you're living with your brother. Temporary – are those cosmic brownies? Yes. And you're just going to eat them in front of me? Yes. I bought. It was a very impulse buy. What the fuck? They were in the right place at the right time. It felt like a sign. I'll give you one. You want the first I, bite? What do you – fuck you. 
I can save one and bring it to you. They definitely don't go bad. Like I don't that. know. Okay. Anyway, Tate is like angry that they're there and – and then she's like, oh, but like they have a regular standing thing and like I'm just living temporarily in my brother's apartment. It's not fair for me to kick them out and like change their schedule. And I'm like, yeah, but your brother's not here. Your brother's not here. So you are currently the only occupant of this apartment mm-hmm. and you get to make the rules. You get yeah. to be like, okay, this week, no. Like right. next week I will prepare for this. I will go somewhere else to study for the night. But this week, no. But instead, right. she gaslights. She doesn't even get gaslighted by the other people. She gaslights herself mm-hmm. <laughs> into thinking that like she's being unreasonable. And I'm like, ladies, like, yeah, stand up for yourself, ladies. Right. You're not being unreasonable. And we find out the reason they can't go to Miles's place is that he doesn't have cable. Ian, I don't know why they can't go to Ian's place, but they can't They're go to not Dylan's the same building. Oh yeah, because so they, because Dylan, Miles, and Corbin all live in the same. They building. can't possibly leave the building for football night. Yeah, that's unreasonable. Only Ian can do that. But the reason they can't go to Dylan's is because his wife has like said no. So Dylan's wife gets veto power, but not Tate. Like, come on. Well, Dylan's wife deserves something considering sure, Dylan sure. is serially cheating on her. And by the way, like, I mean, I I don't know whether do we think Dylan's wife knows that he's no. a piece of shit because it seems no, to because be like an open. No, because he explicitly says, like, she works nights. Like, she doesn't know. I just, like, I wanted someone to tell Dylan's wife. (laughs) Here's my thing. Here's my whole philosophy. Because people are like, oh, well, it's none of your business. You know what I mean? People, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, especially if you're not good friends with them. But I'm like, here's the thing. A married man, if a married man hits on me, that's the moment he makes it my business. Right. The moment you try to drag me into your cheating or the moment you make me, like, keep the secret, you make it my business. Right. Yeah, I agree. FYI, PSA to everybody, if you're cheating on your significant other, you better not fucking tell me because I'm going to turn right around and like message them and be like, this is the deal. Like, No, and like if it's a stranger, there's like nothing to lose, you know? It's like you get them the information. There's no like really danger of it backfiring on your relationship because you don't have a relationship with them. Yeah. Right? Is that the way to think right way to think about it? Or is it like selfish yeah. to be like, I'm gonna no, dump this on you? I don't think so. I just I would wanna know. I would oh there's never a situation in which I wouldn't want to know if my significant other was cheating on me. And mm-hmm. if I found out that somebody that I knew even tangentially was aware and didn't tell me, I would cut that person out of my life. I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah. Or a similar thing. Yeah. Maybe in the think- love hypothesis, we were talking about like if you knew someone was like a sexual predator and you didn't like tell them, oh, like, yeah. I would cut them out. Yeah, I can't think of a situation where it would be like, no. Yeah, no. I would always want to know. Yeah. So, but they're also like, so she sees Dylan. She's like, oh, what's Dylan doing there? Because he's still being creepy. He's like, still like, you know, right. like staring at her tits. And Miles is like, oh, we're not, we don't like Dylan. We're not friends with Dylan. Like, I, I'm not friends with Dylan. And I'm like, so why don't you kick him out? He's like, we invited him to regular game night before we found out what he was like. And I guess they're all just like too much cowards yeah. to be like, don't come anymore. Yeah. Well, we find that out. That said later, because at this point I was like, so is there, is, does Dylan, is Dylan like blackmailing them? Like, what is the reason that they, <laughs> they don't just tell him that, no, you can't come in. But it's literally just like, they're like, oh, well, we invite, he knows. So we can't just uninvite they're him. I'm like, yes, you can. You're allowed to tell people. You're third. Have not, you though. ever? Okay, I know you're right. I know you're right in theory, but have you ever done that? No, you know what I would do? I'd be like, oh, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah, and true. then I just continue lives, to fucking do same, it. Yeah, true. Yeah, he but they live. But Miles and Corbin though. live on the same floor, and Ian and Miles are best friends, so it yeah. wouldn't be weird if Ian was just like, yeah, I'm here to see Miles. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I like. Why are you there? And he keeps again. He keeps like hitting on his sister on like Tate. Yeah. 
I just like there's there's no explanation for why <laughs> for why Dylan this has is, to continue this is, to be there. This is instance number one where Miles tells Tate that he doesn't like Dylan, and Tate is like, you know, I think I might be with Miles on this one. I don't like Dylan much either. But she says it as if it's like the first time it's occurred to her. As if she didn't have the entire exchange on the elevator where, let me remind you, she aggressively pressed every single button just so he wouldn't know what floor yeah. she was on. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so and they're – like we said, Miles they're all is- pilots and I just couldn't stop thinking about Pilot Pete from The Bachelor. I was like, this is just a book full of Pilot Pete's. And like God, considering that they're all fuckboys, like all of them canonically are fuckboys. Yeah. Except for maybe Ian. Ian may be married. I'm not sure. But the rest of them are canonically fuckboys. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Miles is like, why don't you go over to my apartment to study? So she gets to go see his apartment. And basically it's like the most boring blank box ever. And she's like, it looks like he just moved in. But then she finds out he's lived there for like, what, six years? <laughs> like four years yeah. or something? Um, it's like not decorated. And she's she calls him out. And she's like, why don't you fucking like have anything in your apartment besides like a couch and a bed? Yeah. You loser. I understand yeah. that though. No, yeah. I mean, he doesn't really like live there. Like, he works right. a lot, right. and he works as a pilot, so like he's very much not at home. Right. Most and of if the he time. doesn't like know how long he's going to be living there, like it's just so annoying to yeah. accumulate junk for the sake of junk and then have to move it all. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a difference between like buying curtains and like having a lot of tchotchkes because like he doesn't even have curtains. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Curtains you know what I mean? He doesn't really have though. anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. They also they bond over their mutual love of orange juice oh, yeah. that comes back a lot. They just Which, really love orange like, juice. I just still don't. I still don't know. So is orange juice a household staple or not? Like, if we're polling all the normal people out there, would they say yes or no? Because we grew up having always having in the in the fridge both a gallon of milk and a gallon of orange juice from Sam's Club. Do you remember that? Yes, of for course. years. OJ. Yes, always. Right, OJ. So I always thought that OJ was like a normal drink. Everyone drinks it. I don't know which what point, probably around the point that Gatorade became taboo. Probably orange juice went around that time. Like dad decided that those are both too sugary and stopped buying them. I don't know. But I feel like I remember like, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but like something along the lines of like going to a friend's house and being like, oh, can I have some orange juice? And them not having it and me being like shocked. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have orange juice? Are you going to tell me you don't have water next? Like, what is this? But but then we get a book like this and they both love orange juice. I'm like, what's the, what's the truth? I feel like it is because orange juice is like a breakfast staple. You know what I mean? Like but, you have your orange juice and people actually – I know like theoretically the same way that like eggnog is a Christmas staple. But how many people actually drink eggnog regularly at Christmas? Like I've encountered it. I've been offered it like number of people. once in my life at no, like I've our family. Like, many, many times. I've like and never – Disgusting. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. They bond over how they love orange juice. Miles does not, however, usually drink. He's like, no, like that night was an exception. At this point, I'm like, the anniversary, it's the anniversary of Rachel's death. But as you'll find out later, Rachel is not dead and Mm -hmm. it is the anniversary of a much more tragic death. Yeah. He does does explain. He's like, it's the anniversary of my son's death. Mm -hmm. Um, Or no, I'm sorry. It's the anniversary of his son's birth. He's like, my son would have been six years Mm -hmm. old today. And I mean, Which he is died two days after he was that born. very minorly bothered me about the flashbacks is that the entire time the flashbacks are happening, it says that it's six years ago, but that is not – it's six years from when the accident happened. If you walk that back, like she got pregnant nine months before that and she didn't get pregnant as soon as they met. It's been at least a few months. So it's really seven years ago it's when been it starts. Like, like a month before she gets pregnant. Sure, but still, that's an, an added 10 yeah. months. Like, Well – 
You can't just keep saying it's seven years. years. Whatever. It's technically not seven years. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. No, because they don't move in together for a month and then like they don't immediately have like the rules. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, again, very minor. So next big thing that happens, Corbett comes oh, home. Oh, she asks him at this time. She asks him about Rachel. Oh, yeah. She's like, who's Rachel? Because he was talking about it when he was drunk. And he was like, mm-hmm. uh. And then he like runs away. And she's like, yeah. okay, that was weird. Oh, and she <laughs> Yeah. And she has like both the first morning and now. She's like, oh, he's so good looking. She's at one point, she's like, oh, his eyes are – wait. His eyes were so light blue. They were almost colorless. And every time she says this, his eyes get lighter and lighter. Like she's like, they don't even look blue anymore. They're just like see-through. And I'm like, this is not – I just picture like – this is like the eye color that you give like the creepy villain to signal that they're like creepy villain, you know? Like this is like – Maybe she's trying to throw king's, us off. This is like the king's assistant who's like basically Jafar with creepy blue eyes. Like Colleen, Listen, what, what happened was that Colleen Hoover was like, well, I would like to have him be eating a green apple, but that's too obvious. Like I, that's like too much – of a red herring. So like I'm just going to make him have really, really light blue eyes. Yeah. But I think she says it in a way that it's supposed to be like good looking. And I'm like – I mean, I, don't... I can see because he has dark hair. So it's like the dark hair, light eyes like Right. Combo. I know. I understand that. But to the point of being colorless. All right. So it's Thanksgiving and Corbin has decided to pull a Miles dad by inviting Miles home for Thanksgiving but not telling Tate until like the day of. He's like, all right, kids, get in the car. And she's like, what do you mean? (laughs) I was very confused this whole – like it took me like half the chapter to be like, oh, Miles is going home for them for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what's happening here. (laughs) I just did not understand. Because right before that, they talk about like Christmas and Miles is like, no, I'm not doing anything for Christmas. So I was like, okay, Miles is staying there. I was just very confused. Yeah. So they have a tense like sexual attention car ride with Corbin. They play like eye tag the whole time. Mm -hmm. Oh, because, yeah, because Miles is like, oh, I'll drive because you haven't slept yet to Corbin. I'm like, why isn't Tate driving? Like, what is this like? She's a woman. She's not allowed to drive. This is like it's her car, her brother, her brother's car, whatever. But they I, – I just realized it's kind of a parallel because right before the car accident at the end, like, Miles is like playing mirror eye tag with, oh, like, Rachel. Yeah, why isn't his, like, phobia not being able to drive instead of, like, not being able to fall in love? Like <laughs> – well, his phobia is not wanting to love. He's like, I know sure. I can. I just don't want to experience that again. Sure. Well, also because his – from my understanding of the accident, the accident is very like foggy. Like you don't really fully understand that's happened. It's just like he's driving and then he sees headlights. So like – but my my understanding of it was that they got hit by another car. Oh, sure. Not that like Miles Oh, no, no. I wasn't saying it was the his, accident. No, but I mean it's not his fault that it – yeah. I'm not saying it has to actually be his fault, but Yeah. Okay, so they get there and then – Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait. You missed. The foot grab? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're driving there. She puts her feet on the console <laughs> and he like holds onto her foot and like rubs it. And I'm like, okay, so now we know there's a foot fetish in play. Mm-hmm. It never like comes to fruition, unfortunately, but like Miles has a foot fetish <laughs> confirmed. I don't, know if, I don't know if rubbing feet – is enough. You have to like actively notice the feet. You have to remark. He, we have to get confirmation that they have like thought about the feet. He's you definitely know? thought about the feet because she puts the feet there and then he like slowly moves his hand over and then and it's she like, like moves it back. Like, he's like, no, don't. Piggling, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts to move his. She starts to move her foot back and he like takes it and just like starts rubbing. Her <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And Corbin doesn't fucking notice anything, I guess, because he's asleep. He's asleep. <laughs> so weird. 
So <laughs> they get there and Tate's mom is immediately like, oh, that boy is cute. Like, do you like him? And Tate's like, she's just like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, I love my mom, but I don't really like telling her about stuff like this because um, when I got my first period, she was so excited. She called three friends before she even told me what was going on. Ma'am. What? <laughs> God. I would uh, die. I would quite frankly die. <laughs> but also, so like horrible. you don't, you don't even know what's going on. Like you didn't get any sex, edu- sex education up to that point. Like she's already failed in that respect. Your parents already have like dropped the ball. Maybe it's not as bad because she doesn't actually, she doesn't have that like internalized shame, embarrassment that you know. She doesn't know what's going on, but just treating it as a positive thing. Not that like our mom didn't do that, but I'm just saying the overall atmosphere gave me that impression. Yeah, I'm not blaming. I mean, yeah, she's telling her friends, and she's like, "Woohoo, my child!" Yeah. No, I'm not a saying woman. like mom definitely did that too. Like we definitely like went and celebrated, but like I did still we? had I had already I went like to Italian Fields Bakery or something. I did. but like <laughs> already by that point I'd already like had the ingrained embarrassment. Like it was too it was too late. The damage was done. Oh, I didn't. I guess I was earlier. I don't know. I was just like I was like I'm like I guess I'm just like better than everyone. Really, that's great. Well, I was I know for a fact that I was the first person in my grade like in my school to get my period how do you know because people like told me like I became like the period guru like you know (laughs) like people would like tell me when they got their period people would be like if they need someone needed a tampon like I was the gal to go to like I had my little like like small pencil case filled with tampons in my backpack at all times I don't know I know a lot of like when a lot of people got their period like I know for whatever reason like it just always got back to me (laughs) Mm mm-hmm so yeah, she's not gonna tell her mom. Her mom's like knows. So then they have like Thanksgiving dinner, and for some reason, I can't remember how this gets brought up, but like, wait, wait, you forgot where he slices his hand open. Oh yeah. Okay, so she's like, "Oh, Miles is cute," and Tate is like, <laughs> and then like runs off. And so the the men, the boys, have been putting up Christmas lights, and somehow Miles oh, yeah. slices his hand on a ladder, which like he has are ladders grab. sharp at any like if are you're, they that sharp? He, guess, like, he slices his hand hard enough to need stitches. The rungs could be well, it's because the pressure because it's the, the ladder's falling, so he has to stop from falling to stop yeah. Corbin from falling off of it. So oh, like yeah, maybe yeah. if it's, yeah. it's heavy, it's, it has a person on it. So like yeah. maybe Tate is like, know. why didn't you just let the ladder fall? And Miles is like, because Corbin was on it. And I was like, that is the most dramatic way to tell someone that you just saved the I know. From falling. Yeah. But anyway, Tate is a nurse naturally, so she's like, let me clean that up for you. And they have like a moment in the bathroom, and he's like, let me. He's like. She's like, this needs stitches. And he's like, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't know why. It's unclear. No, Maybe because said, of his no, baby. He just, no, no, no. He's just like, I don't want to spend all day in the emergency room. Like, I'll waste okay, all Thanksgiving day. So he's like, stitch it up at home. And she's like, I can't just do that. And he's like, literally stitch it up at home. So she does. <laughs> and he just like doesn't, I guess, feel any pain. Oh, <gasps> I just realized something. What? Maybe it's okay. So in we keep going ahead to like the car accident, but I'm making all these connections. So in the car accident, um, when they're in the water, he does not know that you have the first thing you have to do is get the windows open, and so he like punches the window open. Like that's how he like breaks the window like with his hand, and he's very explicitly like you still might have to do that. Like you either sure if it doesn't work to get it down, you have to punch it out, but still within the first minute. No, I understand. I understand this. I'm just saying like he punched it out. And it's, it's very explicitly like his hand is covered in blood. Mm-hmm. He like looks at his hand. He's like, my hand is covered mm-hmm. in blood. 
So what if that's the hand and he doesn't – it like damaged the nerve endings. And so he Maybe. just doesn't have any but feeling I, in I his hands. I think you're reading too much into this. It's not like getting stitches is like excruciatingly painful. It's not like getting your legs sawed off. You know, like they were okay. doing this way before they had modern anesthesia. Okay. Rachel, of the two of us, who has gotten stitches more You got often? them with anesthesia. So uh, – No, when I got them on my ankle, they kept trying to do it without anesthesia. And then they finally were like, we're going to make your mom leave if you don't let us do it. And then they finally were like, fine, we'll do anesthesia. They tried to give me fucking stitches. I vividly remember this. And then they like condescendingly gave me a bear for being brave, which I still have. So maybe but, okay, I'm sorry. Maybe then it is normal to get the without anesthesia and you're just Yeah, but it fucking hurt. I'm saying okay, it fucking sure, hurt. Sure. But like all I'm saying is like I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I'm just saying like it's bearable. And like you're a child versus he's a grown man who's used to sup- suppressing his emotions. No, I just here's my thing. We don't even, get it from his perspective. With- even we don't with know. anesthesia, we don't know that he's not sitting there being like, oh my God, this fucking hurts so much, but I can't scream because I can't look like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she stitches up his, <laughs> his hand at home and then they like make out really fast in the bathroom and then they're like, we can never speak of this again. Okay. So Miles regrets the kiss. So they get to the table and Miles and uh, Tate's, Tate and Corbin's mom is like Miss Nosy Nelly and she's like, so Miles, you got a girlfriend? And he's and, – and Corbin like laughs and he's <laughs> so like – he's like – he's like Miles hasn't had a girlfriend in the two to three years I've known him. Like, no. And Corbin's like actually – and everyone like laughs and Corbin's like actually it's been six years. And they all like stop laughing. <laughs> and then like – I forget how, but they're like pushing him. And then Corbin's like, guys, stop. He's gay. And Miles is like, I'm not. No, and um, Tate's like, he's not gay. And Corbin's like, no, I'm not. And then like, I don't know. It's all just like very, just like 2014. Yeah, I didn't love. I don't know. This like, like, oh, we all thought Miles was gay. Like, eh. Um, Yeah, I get 2014, but I'm like, I don't. Why is that like? A funny joke. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's – I mean – But I also thought – at first, I thought that um, Miles and Rachel were going to have been married and then, like, something broke up their marriage that was, like, tragic and that Corbin was laughing because, like – Oh, because – um oh, yeah, yeah, because because he's, like, just because Miles is doesn't have a girlfriend doesn't mean he's single. And I was, like, well, are you really, like, laughing at the fact that he, like, was married at one point but, like, had a tragic breakup? Like, what? But then he was, like – he it's because he thought he was gay. So I was like, all right, Corbin's like not such yeah. a big jerk. Well, I thought he but, was still going to be married, but like estranged from Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not see the like, game something coming. like that. And I was like, why are you laughing? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like Bella with the fucking albinism. Like, haha, my mom's an albino. <laughs> yeah, I also at this point though, when they we found out he hasn't been with a girl in six years, I was like a little bit relieved because I thought that like the whole Miles doesn't want love thing was going to mean he was like an actual like player and like you know just like sleeping around and like you know. It's not. It's just because he's sad, TM. Yeah. Yeah. So Tate is like obsessed with Miles. She's like, oh my God, he's single and he's like hasn't been with a girl in six years, which is like, I don't know, he's sensitive or whatever. So Mm -hmm. they have like a midnight rendezvous in the kitchen and have some like weird orange juice foreplay. Like (laughs) orange juice is like really a big factor in their relationship. And this is when Miles is explicitly like, I haven't had sex or kissed anyone besides, like, you know, our tryst in the bathroom in six years. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, and she's like, immediately, she's gone. Um, mm-hmm. And at this point, they agree to have just 
like a casual sex relationship. And like, obviously, we know there's no way fucking Tate, you know, is even like, even at this point, even at the point of agreeing, she's like, there's no way like she actually can do that. But I'm also like, oh, Miles, like the classic romance hero move, like, like just sex, like just to get it out of our system. Like, oh, this means nothing. And I'm like, you already have feelings for her. (laughs) This starts the player playbook. And I know that like, I don't know, this happens a lot. Like especially in historicals, but like it, it's like it's just it's just different because in historicals you know they're like they're gonna end up getting married even if you know what I mean. There's like more. It's like somehow feels like less. Like this was like literally so straight out of like the real life player playbook. Like starting at this point that I was like, this is just like sending. I know like you know people will like shit on romance books for like setting unrealistic expectations or whatever. And in general, I'm like that's stupid. But for this, it's like it literally is like just so much. Like in real life, if this happens, it is not ending well. You know what I mean? Like you're you're going into yeah. this. Like the guy's just like an asshole. There's like no way yeah. it's coming out at the other end. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, cause here's my thing. There's so Miles has like two rules, and he's like, don't ask about my past and don't expect a future. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't know, poetic and he's a drama queen. Mm-hmm. Um and I do – and I'm like, listen, he is being honest. He is being very upfront. Like, before they do anything, he's like, this – I don't want a relationship. And I do respect people's ability, people's right to be like, I don't want anything serious right now. Like, I'm being totally upfront with, like, what expectations you can have for me. But it's also that, like – it's the fuckboy playbook of, like, oh, he's like, we're just in a casual relationship. Right. But also, like, we're – we're doing all these things that are very like right. relationship TME and right. I'm, the way I'm acting towards you is implying that I want more. And like, I do recognize, listen, I'm not saying that Tate is like totally blameless because she is like, she does. She is like, I should leave. And she just doesn't. Yeah. God. But like, yeah, it, no. it is very much. If like, if my friend was going through, it's like, you know, you date that guy who's like, we're not in a relationship, but you go to brunch on Sundays and like you meet his mom, you know? Right, like, right. No, but the clincher for me is that at one point she does try to end things. Remember? Like she literally walks out and she's like, I'm done. And then he sees her like her male study partner coming to her apartment to study yeah. and he gets all jealous and he like walks in and I'm like, at that point, all – I mean, I was not on his side to begin – like, at all. But, like, that's all plausible deniability is gone because she did try to leave. And you know that this is hurting her. And yet you still won't leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. You know? Like, that's, like – Yeah. Listen, I don't know. Only only in a romance do I find this example. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, normally I wouldn't. Again, this is the class – this is also a classic move that happens in these gut punch contemporaries. And part of the reason that they often don't work for me is because I'm like, this guy is an asshole. Like, this girl can do so much better. Like, why? And he, like, never fully apologizes. But, like, Miles really, like, again, has a good reason for, like, why he's being such an asshole. And also fully apologize. It's fully, like, I uh, – like – you know, and he doesn't. We don't yeah. get a long instance of groveling, but like right. the like extended groveling is implied, right? You know, and I like trust our readers and listeners to like separate fact from fiction. Obviously, it's just that I don't know. I've like rarely, if ever, read a book that was just like so on the nose. <laughs> with There's this. a lot, yeah. <laughs> like, but okay. So I think we might have skipped a flashback because We've I wrote here multiple flashbacks. Okay. Because I wrote, like, he sure doesn't seem to have a great history of relationships, of keeping rules with relationships because – Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So the flashbacks 
The next thing that happens in the flashbacks is that – No, that's what I – that's literally the next flashback oh, okay. when I wrote my note about that. Well, they've already moved in together. We skipped several – we skipped the flashbacks where they move in together and mm-hmm. like Rachel and Miles agree to start dating in secret and like make their rules like where they're not going to have sex because like they're kind of step-siblings but like mm-hmm. not officially yet. I spent this whole time waiting for the dad to get punched, by the way. Every time there's a flashback, I was like, when is the dad going to get punched in the face? <laughs> Spoiler alert, it doesn't happen. Miles gets punched in the face by the dad. Oh, God. <laughs> but unfortunately, the dad never gets like, yeah. so, just, like the old one too. Surprise, surprise. They they break the no sex rule. They have sex. And yeah, and that's what – this is where I wrote. I was like, it's interesting that like both the relationships we see with Miles and presumably the only like two serious relationships he's had – are secret ones. Oh, yeah, true. You know, because his relationship, his, like, I mean, he doesn't have a relationship with Tate, but, like, his casual sex with Tate, like, they're keeping it a secret from Corbin because Corbin is, like, the overprotective brother TM. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's very, like, explicitly said that he, like, he would react Oh, this is a rare example of a sibling relationship where I don't think he gets his own book. He's not going to get his own book, right? No. Where he's not, like, totally shit. In fact, he didn't even really get on my nerves that much. Like, he's a little bit, like, I'm a little bit, like, get out of her grill, but, like, you know, he's nowhere near yeah. the level of like the he's, usual annoying. Yeah. And he's usually when he is mad, he's like mad at Miles. He's like, I asked right. you not to fuck my sister. Why did you continue to fuck my sister? And he's also, yeah, yeah. When when Corbin finds out, and this is skipping ahead, but I don't care. Like when Corbin finds out, he's like, Miles, do you love her? That's that's the thing. And if Miles had been like, Yes, like I'm falling in love with her, right. Corbin would have been like, Fine, like whatever. I'm mad you didn't tell me, but like that's fine. Like, yeah. But because it's just like casual sex, he's like, you're hurting my sister emotionally. Right. And I don't like that. Right. As opposed to the like, yeah, the, sorry, the usual overprotective brother is like, how dare you despoil my virgin sister? Right. How will she ever find a, a husband now? Both in historicals and in like, right. <laughs> like <laughs> in wherever time period we are, like that's usually what yeah. the overprotective older brother trope is. And that's, yeah, yeah I'm not usually a fan of it. Yes. They're in their. Are we doing the flashback? Yeah. We're pretty much up to date well, on the flashback. I want to talk about the the um the flashback. I mean, the present se- day is them just having sex, but the flashback, they have like hot shower sex. Oh, yeah. Miles but, and Rachel. I mean, and I was like, and it's it's fade to black and they do like mutual I love you's or whatever. And then immediately, oh, immediately after the hot Rachel and Miles shower sex flashback scene, Tate and Miles have sex for the first time. And I like was curious about how you felt about this parallel, like having those scenes juxtaposed i don't think i really picked up on that there was this happened frequently where like events would happen with miles and rachel and then the next chapter with miles and tate would be something very similar huh i think that just went right over my head (laughs) honestly yeah i'm just like is it my question was like is it establishing like Rachel and Tate as both like soulmates for Miles just at different points in his life it is establishing Tate as like a replacement for Rachel or just like a stand-in um I don't know I was like maybe I, it's I just wasn't like, exactly sure like how it worked well I think it's like both soulmates but like he's getting a second chance with like a different ending but maybe yeah. also to like drive home why he's so like scared of it happening again because it's also similar yeah and it could end the same way yeah, the relationship has a lot of triggers. And also because there's that question that Ian asks him at the end and that he, like, has asked himself a lot. It's, like, if you could go back and, like, undo everything that happened but you would, like, forget every good thing with Rachel, would you do it? And he's, like, you know, if you had asked, if you had asked him that, like, a few months ago, he would have definitely said yes. But, like, now that he's essentially going through it again with Tate, he might – he would say no, maybe. He says maybe, yeah. He, he can't definitely maybe. say no, but Ian is like the fact that you can even say maybe. 
Right. It's like showing that you healed, which also just, damn, Miles needs therapy. I know. We never get any, we never, like he, God, I know I always say that heroes really need therapy, but in this situation, like this poor man and it's really his, needs therapy. And it's yet another thing that his dad like doesn't put him it's in on therapy. him. Like, I mean, well, I guess here's the thing. Miles is already in flight school at this point and also at the point that he like loses his son and he's also an adult. So technically he's moved the dad back. Like, can't. He's, he's an adult in name only. He moved back home. Like they briefly, yeah. very briefly move out, but as soon, you know, he moves right yeah. back. So like, yeah. no, he's a child. I, yeah. Yeah, the dad's shit. But I do – I what I thought was interesting is like the – so the shower sex scene is fade to black, um, but the Rachel – I mean the Tate and Miles sex scene is like explicit. And it's like one of the only ones. Like they have sex a lot, but we usually like don't get a full scene. Get at least like um, three. But just for else. some reason – yeah, yeah, I Like yeah. I would say this is a pretty steamy book. But for me, it was like interesting because the Rachel and Miles sex scene was like hotter for me, which I felt a little bit icky about because I was like, they're in high school. Yeah. I was like, well, they're technically 18. So like, I don't no, have to feel I, like I a total creep. But like, just for me, I was like, I don't know really? like no, why I, exactly. No, I disagree because I think I was just like thinking of it from, from the perspective of I was their age. And like at that point, I would have been like so much more awkward. And I was like, they're both oh, just yeah, so yeah. awkward right now. I just know like, yeah. even though well, like- neither of them are virgins. That's the yeah, thing. Like, that's I true. was a virgin at that age. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But but still, like I think it's because I'm thinking about it now, like maybe it's because of the emotional intimacy. Like Rachel and Miles are having the hot shower sex and like are saying I love you and they're planning a future together. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's much more of yeah, that emotional component. Whereas like Miles and Tate are just like, it's just the physical. And mm-hmm. so it's hard. Like, I think for me, a lot of sex scenes almost always in order to like really work for me. Like, listen, I love like just a straight up like you know, hot banging, no ties attached to scene as much as the next person. But I think a lot of times like the best sex scenes and I think particularly because they were in such stark contrast to each other, the emotional component was like, I was like, oh, I, I like, I prefer the previous one. Fair enough. Oh, Tate, also, um, Miles also doesn't make eye contact during sex. Oh, yeah. And at this point I was like, oh my God, is he imagining Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> but he's not he's not he's his, his whole explanation is like you have like an emotional connection when you make eye contact and like i don't want that which is yeah. again a fuck boy thing to yeah. say around this time tate also starts talking about she like make, starts making friends with cap the old man who runs the elevators yeah. um and he's cap because he's like a captain he's the captain of the elevator <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of pilots live in the building so like I don't know. And at one point, like, he's like, oh, are you and Miles bumping uglies? I'm like, there's no way Cap would have that. <laughs> like, okay. No, I can imagine that being like something, you know, like he picks an older up. person yeah, is maybe. trying to like yeah. get with the slang. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So they're like bonding. Um, and she goes down. Like after they have sex for the first time, Miles basically like kicks her out of the apartment and she can't oh, yeah. go back in her own apartment because like she snuck out and Corbin, she hears Corbin like has gotten up again and is talking on the phone. So she's like, mm-hmm. shit, he can't know that I've been out. Mm-hmm. So she goes downstairs and hang out, hangs out with Cap and it's very cute. Yeah. But the next day, Miles is like, do you want to run an errand with me? Which is, again, an example of like, I don't want a relationship, but like, right. let's decorate my house together. Right. He immediately starts like, yeah, because she, and it's, and it's like very, it seems to me very clear that's because she, she like shit, like, you know, ragged on him a little bit for not having oh, any yeah, like, no, curtains Oh, yeah, no, it's very much like she's even like, oh, like he's decorating his house because of me? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. they go and buy like, I don't know, curtains and like a uh, throw pillow or something. I don't know. They buy mm-hmm. like essentials. And they also make out in the furniture store. 
And they also, like, on the way in, she, like, sees a, a homeless man. This is another thing that was very 2014, I thought. Just, like, she goes in this little, like, soapbox in her head about how, like, addiction is an illness and, like – Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's – I guess there's still people that don't think that today. But, like, she's like, yeah, Corbin's always, like, people will just use the money for drugs, but I think addiction's an illness. And I'm like, all right, like, gold star. Great. Yeah, it felt <laughs> – I was like, listen, you know, I appreciate this. Like, You're not wrong. You know, but- the same way that, like, you know, Stephanie Meyer's including her little, like, environmentally friendly thing. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, the spirit was there. He's got the spirit in him. Yeah. But, like, it's yeah. weird. It's, like, a very random occurrence Yeah, to have in this middle of this book. But- and then Miles, like, buys an extra, I think, blanket and, like, gives it mm-hmm. to the man on the way out. Yeah. So. And she's like, wow, like – I know he like did it for me, but also like I I love that he didn't do it for me. That he just like is a yeah. nice person who does that. And I was like, okay, I guess yeah. maybe this is like Colleen Hoover being like, hey, he's he's an empathetic person. I promise. Right. I promise. <laughs> like, hang on. Like, there is some of that original Miles left. Like, right. I I promise. <laughs> I know you got fifty percent of the book more to go, but like, I swear to God, this is going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> so then he like leaves for like nine days or something. No, no, no. They pilot. christen the rug. You forgot. Oh, yeah. He buys a rug and he puts it in the apartment. And she's like, why don't you put it under the couch, like, you know, half under the couch or whatever. And he's like, because I want to christen it first. So they like fuck on the rug. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Yeah. And then he leaves for nine days or something because he's a pilot. And the next time she sees him is Corbin invites her out to dinner with Wait. them and what? And there's a flashback between those points. Um, oh, okay. When we find out Rachel is pregnant. That's the only oh, thing. sure, sure. Rachel's so, like, like, I'm expecting. Rachel says she's pregnant and Miles, like, they're supposed to go to school that day, but he's like, you can skip school and I'm going out. And then he, like, goes out and he's, like, frantically, like, figuring out, you know, their future and he gets, like, community college brochures and, like, pilot stuff and, like, figures out, like, housing that they can live in. But he leaves her alone the entire day and then he comes back and she's like, you can just break up with me if you want. Like, I know you're, like, mad. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, I was, like, here's all the brochures. But I'm like, why would you just, like, why couldn't she come with you? You're both skipping school. Why? Well, I get like she's like they've just confirmed she's pregnant and like she's freaking out. So he's like, you take a nap. I'm going to go out. But yeah, I thought this was so good. He was like, what? And he pulls out like a whole packet of brochures. He's like, look, I've planned out our life together. Like (laughs) we can apply for family housing and like you can get a scholarship here and I'm going to go to flight school and like it's going to be great. It's very yeah. cute. But yeah, he's yeah. such a little boy. Okay. So then present day, Miles is – I keep like mixing up Miles and Corbin. They both have like eyes in them. It's throwing me off. I, I don't know why. mixing up Miles and Tate. <laughs> yeah. T- yeah, that also. Because both of those are like arguably uh, gender neutral names. Like Miles to a lesser extent, but like the same vibe. Yeah. Okay. So he's back. And Corbin invites Tate out to dinner with him and Ian and Miles. And maybe Dylan is still in there. I don't know. And she doesn't find out until they – like they don't tell her that they're going to celebrate – they're celebrating Miles' promotion to captain. I don't know why. It's just like a – Corbin is just like very bad at like communicating. He just like drags Tate along and like very doesn't tell weird. her just in general. Yeah. He's very like hey, at least he's trying to include her. Like, yeah. you know, and this is friends. And this is when I first realized that Ian was the like same Ian as from high school. Mm, yeah. Like I didn't make that connection. But this is when I realized when I made this connection, I was like, oh, Tate is totally going to find out the background from Ian, isn't she? Like that's going to be the source. But he wasn't. No, Miles does tell her, which I – why didn't Tate become a pilot? She's she like, oh, my whole to. family's pilots. Whatever. It's stress. Listen, <laughs> I I know that like being a pilot is good money, but like it seems very stressful. Oh, I know, me. but she just goes on and on about how it's like her heritage and like her family, and she grew oh. up in that. But I'm like, why girls can become pilots if you want? 
<laughs> like, listen, she's in the medical profession. She's getting very a different than degree. a pilot. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying her her job is bad. I'm just saying like from the amount of emphasis we get on, yeah, they the can't piloting, all be pilots, I guess. But yeah, like, why? Whatever. I also wrote just like I just like periodically was like Corbin is still a non asshole. I just like kept checking up on that. <laughs> Check. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. And then she like yeah, then this is again she asks why do you all hate Dylan so much? Like, <laughs> isn't it obvious? <laughs> I don't understand. They're like, I don't know. Uh, they spend the whole dinner making like sleep sexual innuendos. They're like, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go home and sleep. sleep. Yeah. Like, and Corbin is – Corbin like doesn't for some reason does not pick up on this despite mm-hmm. the fact that they're being so obvious. And he's like, fine. Ian and I are going to go to the bar. Like, you guys go home and sleep. Oh, Tate, you drove here. Like, why don't you drive miles home? Yeah. And I'm like, you are – like, what are you doing, bro? Like, right. Corbin, did, did you get hit in the head with, like, a brick before this? Like, do you have a concussion? Is this why, like, you're incapable <laughs> of, like, seeing that they clearly want to fuck? Because even Ian, I'm pretty sure, is like, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Ian is, like, staring at them suspiciously across, the like, the table the whole time. So I'm like, it's it's definitely obvious <laughs> that something's it's because happening. because Corbin, like, has spent this whole time thinking that Miles is, A, gay, and then now thinks that he's just, like asexual maybe like he he thinks he know. just like thinks of him as such a non person yeah. that would but hit he's on his sister. Po- but he's supposed to be like the overprotective brother so you would think that he would be like i don't know whatever so corbin and ian go off to the bar and miles and tate start oh, walking but also- home or walking to her car and it starts raining no what were you gonna say nothing i was just gonna continue the corbin thing and be like he does have like his overprotectiveness didn't come out of nowhere he does have like a good reason. It's oh, because yeah. her first boyfriend was one of his like best friends and was like a little bit older than her, obviously, because it was his friend. And then he ended up like cheating on her with a bunch of girls and she was like heartbroken. And and Corbin like had to cut the guy yeah. off and like end the friendship. So it's not like, yeah. He has he's like not a good- just like, yeah, it's again like he's not like, oh, my poor virginal sister. Right. She can't be despoiled. He's like, I don't want anyone to emotionally hurt someone that I care about which is fair especially if it was someone that you thought was a good friend and then they did that you know Mm -hmm. like that's also like would make you wary going forward potentially yeah so they so Corbin and Ian go to the bar and Tate and Miles are walking to Kate Tate's car I'm I'm gonna fuck up her name for this whole episode. I just know it. And it starts to rain, and they make yeah. out in the rain. And then they get in her car, and they have car sex, and they have a real like I really like the scene. <laughs> they have a little competition over like who can be the quietest because they're both like, oh, you're the loudest. And then they have a little competition. And then finally, like Tate moans, and then so they like they just both purposely keep silent until they don't, and then they like. So- really fun i don't know and i just like that was usually ruined. it could be cringy but like i digged it no it was ruined for me because it starts off so what you forgot to mention is that they are in her employer's parking lot right now yeah she walked to the bar from work <laughs> and he's like don't be so loud so you don't get fired ha 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 and i'm like that isn't fucking funny she could actually get fired you are literally <laughs> on company property anyone could walk by you're not but it's funny. It's raining. It's raining really hard. No, so you but, can't still, hear them but still, but still, just see. that joke is very poor taste. And maybe I'm being too like, yeah. whatever. Also, whatever. she's Something like a prude. Listen, here's my the difference between, between like, you and me is that you're like, oh, they can't. It's like 
terrible that they're having sex in her employer's parking lot. No. Meanwhile, I'm over here being like, when are Miles and Tate going to join no, no, the Mile no. High High Club? No, no, no. That's, that's not what, what I'm saying. Know. I'm not saying – that's not the part that I specifically take issue with. I take issue with his selfishness and joking about – like he – okay, if it had been his employer and he was like, don't be so loud so I don't get fired, that's one thing. I don't know. It just hit – it just – I don't know. Just a personal – It's like dirty talk. It's I selfishness. I see <laughs> He's it. selfish. Now. Also, she's like, I find myself compa- comparing the feel and smell of brand new rain to his kiss. His kiss is much, much better. Huge missed opportunity to use the word petrichor <laughs> <laughs> that we learned from the love hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Well, petrichor. To be fair, to be fair, this came out in 2014. So maybe like the word petrichor just hadn't been invented yet. It wasn't invented until Allie <laughs> until Hazelwood, Allie Hazelwood used it in Allie. the love hypothesis. <laughs> In 2021. It's, yeah. I also like how long it took for her to figure out that Miles and Smiles rhyme. And she also starts doing that like Miles smiles for no one else. Smiles only smiles for me. And that is a parallel I noticed because that mimics the like mm-hmm. Rachel, the Rachel talking. Like Rachel, I don't, I can't even like make it it's up like on the Rachel, spot. Like Rachel, like whatever. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. Rachel they both do like they, Rachel loves only me. Words. Yeah. Like with word. Like, oh, that's my new favorite word. Like when they say yeah. when like their love interest says it. Yeah. Also, they, we definitely jumped the gun on the flashback because after this, I'm like, they don't even consider getting an abortion. Like, that's not even on the table. No. Oh, but I do have – oh, yeah, no. So they don't consider getting an abortion, but shitty Lisa, the mom, in a future flashback, it's like, we'll take care of it. Uh-huh. Like, implying that, like, I'm going to make Rachel get an yeah. abortion. And then Miles is like, it's too late. Like, she's three months along. Well, that whatever. makes me wonder if maybe – like, did they just wait so long to tell the parents that it became too late or did they, they not find out until it was too late? Because maybe that's no, why they, they waited. No, they waited a while. They're I know like, they waited, should but like, tell the parents she's starting to show. Like, it's, it's been maybe, a few But months. maybe when they find out, it was already too late and that's why no. they don't consider. No, because it's like the first trimester. Like, I'm, I don't know. It's definitely been like months that they're keeping this a secret. Right, but she could find out – I don't know what the cutoff – it depends on the state, but like let's say they find out when she's four months. Like she's a teenager. She could easily have – whatever. It doesn't matter. But point of the thing is – I don't know. Yeah. Uh, she <laughs> she has another bonding moment with Cap after this. Like they go home and have more sex, whatever. Not her and Cap. Miles, Miles and Tate. And then like later at some point she's like bonding with Cap. Like they're eating pizza together or whatever. And Cap is like telling her about his like the love of his life who was like married to a shitty man and like couldn't divorce him because it was like the 50s or whatever. And at this point I was like, is Cap the Christmas magic man? <laughs> because like I was getting strong kind of Christmas was. magic man. Yeah, it's kind of – he kind of – like He kind of is. Like we find out. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I'm I'm really glad that Cap doesn't die. I was afraid that he was gonna oh, die. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was I was like at one point I was kind of like hoping, I was like I kind of want just like a spinoff where it's just like a man called Ova, but like Ova, with Cap yeah. and like oh yeah, Tate. You know what I mean? Like something like that. But like also again, he doesn't die at the end. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert for a man called Ova. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, where he gets like a modern day romance. I would like that. Not just like yeah. in the past, you know, like a happy romance, not like the yeah. tragic. Because like I tried not to think about that too much because if I thought about it too much, it would make me sad. Like I tried not yeah. to dwell on Cap's backstory too much. But Cap is like – he tells a story in order to like tell Tate where he's like, oh, his spirit has been broken. Is that at this point? I'm not sure. Okay. At some point, Cap tells Tate – and I'll probably come to my part in the notes <laughs> where this actually happens. But at some point, Cap is like – he's talking to Tate about Miles and he's like – like his spirit maybe his spirit was just broken and it's like not that he doesn't want to love you it's that like he just like can't we have another okay. game night we have another game night and this is yet another time that 
Oh, so so she's making a sandwich for herself and Cap, and Dylan comes in and is a super fucking creep and starts like basically groping her. Like he's like basically like boxing her in in the fridge and like you know being super I just creepy. Wanted her to knee him in the balls. That's what right. I was waiting for the dad to get but punched instead, and for Dylan to get kneed in the balls. But instead, Miles comes in and he's like, "Get away from her!" And Tate's like, "I wanted to step in and defend Dylan for a second. And what? it almost immediately, yeah, she fucking says that. She's like, because I don't know what, because, oh, because, because she had been making the sandwich and she turned around. She thought it was going to be Miles coming in. So she like smiled, but it was actually Dylan. And she's like, oh, it's not his fault. He thought I was flirting with him. And I'm like, that does not give him the Ma'am. right, like, girl. <laughs> also, like, why are you defending? You already know he's an asshole no matter what. It doesn't matter that you smile. Like, what? And yeah, but then, it, then like, Dylan, like, is an asshole after that. And she's like, I don't I can't believe I considered defending him. But like, why does she keep, like, qu- questioning, like, I don't understand. <laughs> so yeah, so they yeah, so Corbin comes in and he's like, "What's going on?" And Miles is like, "He was hitting on your sister." And then Corbin is like, "Get the fuck out of my place!" And I'm like, "See, did you Finally. see how easy it was to tell him that he couldn't come?" Right. <laughs> you could have been doing this the whole fucking time. Right. Whatever. Tate goes to study in Miles' apartment again. He brings her like a few slices of pizza because she hasn't eaten yet because she didn't get to eat her sandwiches because of Dylan. And she's like, wow, oh my God, he's so nice. And I'm like, girl, that's the bare minimum. He didn't it's even bring bare- her he an array kid- of sodas to choose from. He's yeah. orange juice, though. She doesn't need an array. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm like, ma'am, he he kicked you out of your house and is bringing you a slice of pizza on like a plate <laughs> across the hall. This is the bare minimum. <laughs> Tate, you deserve better. <laughs> and like, listen, I, I, I recognize that Miles, by the end of the book, I believe that Miles would not only bring her the whole pizza, but also an array of sodas to choose, also an array of different orange juice brands to choose from. Like pulp, no pulp, low pulp. Yeah, like, like Florida, Supreme, Florida's purple natural, pulp. <laughs> like Sunny D. Like, yeah, she he would bring her an array of orange juice to choose Tang. From. Tang has been discontinued for 20 yeah. years, but he would dig up some Tang. <laughs> Maybe even like throw in like an orange Fanta just to switch things up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So by the end, Miles would definitely do that. But at this point, I'm like, girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, accept more. This is why we need romance novels because we have been trained to accept – like the bare right. minimum. That's what I'm saying. And then anytime like, we're like, oh, I want more, they're like, that's unrealistic. And exactly, I'm like, what? Yeah. What about like being yeah. like honest and loving and like emotionally vulnerable and trustworthy? And like also, if sex is important to you, like being able to make your partner come. Like, what about which one of those things, tell me, is like unrealistic? Like, the problem is that this book is too realistic and it's like setting people yeah. up to expect like that that will end well. Yeah. Yeah, I have no problem with like hire, hiring the standards, <laughs> raising I'm the like, standards. I'm like, I just like, yeah, every time a man, every time like I hear a man say that, I'm like, okay, so like which of those is too much for you exactly? Mm-hmm. Like what, no, like tell me, like are you not loving? Or do you not know where the clitoris is? Like which, which is too much? Whatever. <laughs> the only fair criticism is like everyone being like 6'8", but anyway, he he comes back after the game is over and he's like, we'll tell Corbin that you fell asleep. So you don't have to go back so we can have sex. But then he's like, oh, you're so tired. Like, we shouldn't have sex. Like, you know what I mean? And she as, – as another situation where she's like, oh, wow, he's so nice. He's so thoughtful. <laughs> and I'm like, girl. <laughs> Listen, I'm not blaming Tate. I'm blaming the patriarchy. But I'm like, this is – the again, your partner being like – seeing that you're exhausted and being like, yes – you should sleep. I will not demand sexual favors from you tonight. Bare minimum. <laughs> Bare minimum. He's so he's obsessed with using condoms. He's like really because like you know obviously we know 
why. Yeah. Um, or we don't know why at this point, but like you all know why because we spoiled it for you. But she's like, oh, we don't have to use a condom. Like I'm on the pill. And then I'm like, at this point, I was like, oh, she's definitely going to get pregnant. She doesn't. There's no accidental pregnancy. And then Miles fucks her against the table, which would be hot, except she immediately he immediately runs away and makes her. Well, cry. no, no, no. Wait. So I forget why. How did, how did they get into this situation? Basically, he like doesn't want to do it. And she's he's like, don't take. And she's like, his voice is a warning or a dare. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's just a warning. He's like, don't fucking do that. Like, I think she's in the wrong there. Like, he's like, I do not want to do this without a condom. And she still is like. But I forget how they get into this like position. No, he's like, if he's if he's saying don't, he's like, oh, no, we shouldn't have sex. But she's, she's like, he's like, I don't have a condom. And she's like, I, it's okay. Like, I'm on the pill. And then he just goes for it. No, and he's she's like, no. laying over. She's laying like face down on the table at this point. So it is all miles. But I think he like thinks he has one or something. And then realize like is rummaging and like realizes he, he doesn't have it. And he's like, don't do it. And he like doesn't move. But she she is the one who like makes it happen. Oh, he, he's, despite, he's got like at her yeah. dick like at right. his dick at like her entrance right. or something. And she her like entrance. pushes back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, don't. Her vision. She's like, is it a warning? Is it a warning or a dare? And I'm like, it's a warning. Stop it. Man, like, <laughs> respect your parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, he makes her cry. He runs away and he makes her cry right afterward. And she like walks away and she's like, I'm done at this point, right? And then he leaves her a note no, and all. No, 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 no. They they have oh broken no up. no no okay okay yeah they're about to break up okay. right so he comes he like runs he's like want to run an errand with me and she's like rightfully pe- i don't remember oh, what it says oh yeah, I yeah have, you're right all i have written is no equals gas lady yeah so <laughs> he, he sticks a note to her door he's like want to run an errand at noon or something yeah as if nothing happened yeah it's like okay yeah. and she's rightfully pissed off and he apologizes he, they're in the elevator and he apologizes and he like presses the emergency stop button oh yeah classic and he's like, move. I don't know how to be in a relationship. And I'm like, that's not good enough, boo. That no. you're gonna have to give me something more than this for me to be on your side, Miles. Mm-hmm. But then they they drive to the airport and he breaks up with her because he's like, You expect a future and I can't give it to you. And I'm like, You need therapy, and a therapist could give that to you. You probably have right. good health insurance because you work for an airline. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like how his car is described as simple instead of a maker model. I like that. So yeah, it's not exactly him saying like we're done. He's like, if you can't accept that like there's nothing, nothing's gonna happen, like we have to stop. And she's like, yeah, I can't. Like I'm done. So she's she says like no, it's like yeah. too much. Well, no, because she's me. like, and she's like, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, girl, you did nothing wrong. I know. Nothing. <laughs> You've done and nothing she's wrong. Like, she's like, I love how good our good moments are, and I know how easily the bad ones would go away if he stopped trying to fight this. And like this is yet another thing, like. No, that's never going to stop that. That's If you are in a situation where a person is making you feel shitty and the reason you justify it is because you're like, oh, but the good is so good. Like, no, no. That's a cycle of abuse, babe. Right. That's exactly – I mean, I'm sorry. I know you can't just like snap out of it, but like – Yeah. That's I why mean, I think yeah, There's a like lot of reasons be, that that's why I was like abusive relationships, but – Right. I mean, but that's why this book is like – of any of the books I've read, this is the one that has the most potential to be like actively harmful because – it's just so again on the nose, like yeah. No, but it yeah, was a lot. I like really wanted her to like push him out of the car, but like, he's instead he just car. drives her home. She's like, "Why can't you have a future with us? Like, tell me that like you don't want a future." And then he like is like, "Ah!" And then he like, she's like, "Tell me you don't want a future, or like, or you want a future, or like drive me home." And then he just like quietly starts the car and starts driving her home. Right. Um, 
But I just like I really wanted her to like I don't know pull the emergency brake and then just like drop kick him out of the like Steve oh Carell God, yeah. and the fucking crazy stupid love. And this like, is that's what point, I wanted from this, right? And this is the point at which he loses any plausible deniability of like thinking that this was still working for both of them. You know, yeah. Like, he knows he has no he has no excuse not to know that he's actively hurting her and he's still selfish enough to continue. He's being a little dick again. He needs therapy. <laughs> he sure. needs a lot of therapy. I'm still amazed. Even now, just like talking through it, I'm like getting back into the same like riled. And somehow I like got over it. But she pulls it off. She's right. a goddamn she really wizard. Does. Yeah, I don't but know like how. I don't think my notes are gonna have the same effect on me as listening to the scene. Um, she spills her heart to Cap, and I now I want her and Cap to like double team on beating up Miles. Like I want her to right. push Miles out of the car, and then like Cap to give him the old one too. Right. And I wrote down, like, does Cap know about Miles or no? Or is it just vibes? Like, how does he, like, know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And at this point is when I wrote the big note about, like, Tate recognizes that she's, like, been waiting for Miles to realize that he just needs to fall in love with her. And, like, she recognizes that, like, that's bad and, like, she shouldn't do it. But then there's also the converse, like, the overall message of the book is still very much like, well, you can just wait and eventually he'll confess his trauma and then you'll all be happy. And yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't want to be like the romance novels are unrealistic police because I think that's bullshit. And again, right. people who generally say that are people that can't find the clitoris. But yeah, I'm just like, yeah, it's I trust realistic. I trust that people. But I also think that I. If I this is a type of book that I think that I may have read as like a as like a middle schooler because there were like these YA books that I read. This isn't YA, but um called like crank and dust and they were just about like drugs and like mormonism and they were written this weird like poetry (laughs) style i don't know but they were like very explicit and those are like very i think negatively influential just because i just like didn't really fully comprehend like how toxic these relationships were Mm -hmm. at the time and i think this is like the type of book that if i had like read it then i'd be like you know right yeah like oh you can change him Right. But yeah. Oh, but I also recognize, again, romance readers are capable of distinguishing fact and fiction. Like, you don't tell, yeah. you know, murder mystery fans, like, well, now don't go out and kill anyone. You sure. Know, you trust but, that, like, they're not going to fucking kill someone at the end. But at the same, like, yes. No, I agree. It's just, it's just that with most romance novels and most murder mysteries, you're never going to find yourself in a, an identical situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Even if you think that that is how a murder, like, you know, how that will go. Like, it, you're never going to be yeah. put to the test, you know? And same thing as, like, reading a Regency that has this kind of plot line. Like, you're never going to be a Regency in that situation, heroine. Yeah. In the, but, but, like, you – most people – a lot of people will be in this situation. Yeah. Like, but I'm also amazed at Tate's ability to focus on homework and, and like studying at the drop of a hat throughout this. Like even yeah, like so competent. She's just I'm able so to like turn it on and off like at will. I, if only. So now we get a, a very important flashback um, in which Rachel and Miles tell their shitty parents. But for the ter- parents are like, we're going to tell you something. And Miles and Rachel are like, we got to tell you something too. And then the parents are like, we're going to go first. We got married in Vegas, <laughs> which I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, first you don't tell them they're dating. You don't even invite your children to the wedding. <laughs> like, oh, they're such shitty parents. And then Miles is like, them. Miles is like, Rachel's pregnant. And at first the dad is like, how dare this boy abandon her and make her tell her parents with her I brother. Have her brother, yeah. Yeah. And Miles is like, she's not my sister. And his dad <laughs> is like, blah, blah, blah. And then Miles is like, I'm the dad. And then the 
the dad <laughs> fucking punches Miles in the face and then is like, get out of my house. And it's like, like, he's never called out on this. Like, he's never. No. What? <laughs> you just punched your child in the face? And this is never. So he never apologizes for it. He's never confronted. Like, <gasps> I hate him. Anyway, but Miles does like, it. I'm really, I was very proud of Miles at this point. Yeah. Miles walks out. He's like, I'm going to say Ian's. And then he's like, wait fuck that and he like runs back in and he's like fuck you Rachel and I are in love and she's pregnant and there's nothing you can do about it dick and I'm staying and he like locks himself in the room with Rachel yeah 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 anyway the parents are shit just once <laughs> again like the parents are shit <laughs> yeah but also I recognize that like it's a tough man, situation what, like I mean they're shit because they did all these they things caused without, the like, situation. Including, <laughs> yeah. they caused the situation like they did all these things without yeah. including their children in decisions that ultimately affect their lives as well yeah but also like i recognize like if i just had just gotten married to my boyfriend and i came home and my teenage daughter told me that like basically her new stepbrother had impregnated her three months earlier and that they'd mm-hmm. been fucking this whole time i'd be like Oh, my God. You know, my head would explode as well. Yeah. Wouldn't hit my child, but I can understand, like, not being able to respond to that in, like, a way that wasn't, like, angry or upset. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Lord. Um, So, okay. So, Tate in the modern day is – has her – this is when she has her study partner come over and (laughs) – Yeah. Usually – Oh, Chad. Yeah. Usually it's, like, also a girl, but she's sick. It doesn't matter. Chad comes over. They spend, like, a few hours, like, just literally studying in her room. And then – Oh, when he comes – When she goes to open the door for him, she sees Miles. Miles, like, sees him going in. And when he leaves, Miles, I guess, has been, like, standing at the door, like, people this entire time, like, waiting. (laughs) And he immediately goes over and he's, like, tell me to leave. And this just pissed me off so much. This is this is the I mean, again, the yeah. point of no return was already crossed. But at this point, I was like, no, you're the one who needs to leave. You're yeah. coming in and acting all jealous. You have no right to be. What if she actually was moving on? Like you're gonna ruin that? You're such a also, selfish asshole. Tate feels guilty. Like when she sees that Miles right. sees Chad, she's like, Oh, I feel guilty. And I'm like, no, first of all, you're not you're not even hooking up with him. So Second of all, it's none of Miles' business if you are. Right. It's just so manipulative on his part. Like he again, he just completely crossed the point of like of, of being like all high and mighty and being like, oh, well, we agreed to this this arrangement. Like she has no right to be met. Like no, no, she a hundred percent no arguments. Like you are completely in the wrong here. You're an asshole. You're selfish. I just like if you are willing to cause pain to someone, you don't actually care about them. That's like the lesson to take away here in the real world. Hmm. Well, okay, that level of pain. Because I don't accept the premise that like if you care about someone, there's no way you can cause them pain. Because no, it's not what can. I mean. I just mean like you know you're actively causing them pain, and there's no good reason for it except for your own like, yeah, selfish like you know yeah like long term yeah that's the thing is right. like if right, you right. cause someone pain even on purpose and then like afterward you're like oh I shouldn't have done that and the, or like you stop the behavior right but like yeah he's doing it like long term right I, I'm sure I just made a very general statement. That applies to the situation. I'm sure I've not thought this through of like every possible meaning of that, but like you know what I mean. Like yeah. if you're like a doctor and you're like in the wilderness yeah. operating, cutting off well, okay. your, like, <laughs> your leg. Okay, that's a little bit different. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, but Miles um, asked Tate. He's like, "What should I do?" And I'm like, "The only correct answer to this is that you should go to therapy." But instead, they have sex. So. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. See, again, 2014. She's a nurse. She's down with the addiction as an illness. She's not yet down with the go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, <laughs> the next day they walk out and Corbin, <laughs> who they thought was away, <laughs> is like standing outside their bedroom door and it's implied that he heard them fuck the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> but he confronts Miles and he's like, Do you love my sister? And Miles is like, No. And Tate is like, Oh no, this is such a shock. And then Miles yeah. like leaves. Also, I realize that this is um another parallel scene of like something someone finding out about Miles's like secret relationship and telling Miles to leave. But in this case, like Miles actually does leave. He doesn't come back. The Wait, way he comes mean? back for Rachel. Oh yeah, true. But he shouldn't be coming back. He's no, literally, no, no, no. I, under, I understand that, but it's like I'm saying there's that parallel there, and yeah. I think I think she's very purposeful about her like the differences in her parallel mm. scenes like this. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Good like point. the same way with like the sex scenes, like there was like the I love you shower sex, and there was like the emotionally distant. Mm. No, I mean you're right. Fucking. I just didn't realize it originally. Yeah. Okay. So what's next? The pool. Oh no no. no. <laughs> before that she like goes over and she's like what the fuck again and he's like i'll never love anyone again and tate interprets this as like oh but he did love someone at some point which means he could love me maybe and i'm like girl the mental gymnastics that you are doing for this man he ain't worth it <laughs> no don't ugh. no and he's yeah. like i don't know if this is the point at which he says it or if it's later i just have a bunch of damning quotes written down from him He's like, I don't I think, I think we've established that he's like, I know I'm messing with your head and I know I've hurt you and I'm sorry for that. You're obviously not sorry enough. I'm scared you're seeing it for more than it is. She literally said she was and doesn't want to be with you if it's not. And yet, what you're here, ma'am. Yeah. And she's like, every single one of his admissions is a red flag, but a red flag doesn't rise. A green one does. This is yeah. textbook manipulation, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Tate, Tate needs therapy too. Um, yeah, they so they go like have like a little date on the heated pool on the roof, which I would also be. I can't believe no one told her about this until no, now. Yeah, God, that's amazing. He's like, I can't believe you've lived here for like four years, and my brothers lived here for like you know years and never told me about this. Nobody ever told me about it. Yeah, God. and I think this is another parallel because we have a flashback of like Rachel and Miles graduating and then like planning their future together and like mm -hmm. moving in together, and like it's just like juxtaposition of like him planning a future with Rachel and then having like uh when he won't with Tate mm -hmm. you know yeah they have their little like pool toe toe and she just like decides to like lie and be like oh no I'm totally fine like um and he's like I'm not worried about it becoming too hard for me I'm worried about it becoming too hard for you and I'm like it's not hard for you for him because he doesn't care about you that's why it's not hard for him yeah so whatever and then he's like I can't tell if you're really mature for your age or really delusional and then I was like how old is Miles like what do you mean old for your age you wouldn't say that to a person who's like basically your same age yeah I don't know and then she's like I'd rather fall in love with an emotionally stable man someday and like yeah that's not gonna happen if you keep it up with this dickhead like, like ma'am drop him yeah. um I think this is like during the cap when she's talking to cap I don't know I don't know how this comes up but like Dylan is like an has been an asshole to cap at least once before that we've seen and Tate is like I guess cap doesn't like Dylan either I'm beginning to feel a little bad for Dylan <laughs> like um this is when she takes it back she's like like that's when Dylan comes in, he's an asshole. I'm like, why? This is like this is throughout Girl. the book. She never, she's not able to like keep this like memory, this thought in her head. Like Dylan is a dick. Every time well, she's like, 
I mean, it's very in character with her because it's she keeps true. giving Miles no, I know, second chance. I know. She's like way too empathetic for her yeah. own good, which I guess like makes her yeah. a good nurse, you know, that she can Maybe. like be that empathetic to yeah. people. Yeah. And this anyway. whole time I'm like, why doesn't Miles like why why don't you just have one night stands? That would be like the clear solution to this. Pregnant. But like be an actual fuckboy. Just have know. one night stands. Don't be like, stop pulling this bullshit. Just like stop it. Yeah. Anyway, so we get a flashback. Rachel is giving birth. She has given birth and they have a son and his name is Clayton after the teacher that like she he showed her to class the first yeah. time that they met and the teacher's name was Mr. Clayton. So they mm-hmm. named Clayton. I, however, was a little bit ruined for me because of The Bachelor currently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking of like this Clayton, but like with a, like his head on a baby's body. Yeah. Like that's what I was imagining, which like a little bit ruined it for me. But like other, it's very cute, like yeah. objectively. <laughs> and then they like have this scene where he's about to be circumcised uh. and they're like joking. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to die in a fucking circumcision accident because that happens people circumcision i personally i keep i've like research i've done like deep dives on this like a few times and i just like have come to the conclusion that circumcision is fucking stupid i'm willing to be convinced that it's not unless it's for like religious reasons i don't understand why everyone does it it just seems I mean, so it's stupid like it's it just genital seems, mutilation it's genital mutilation but it's so Maybe, arguably, maybe there are like very minor health benefits, but I feel like those benefits are completely erased by any risk of death. You know what I mean? Like if there's Mm -hmm. any risk of death, like the minor, minor, non-life-threatening health benefits are like, (laughs) bye-bye. Like, no, thank you. Anyway. Yeah. I I do understand (laughs) it's like a religious thing. Sure. But like outside of that, but but it's only, it's only, only everyone does it in America, right? Like it's not a thing that like everyone in Europe does. Right. No. Only anyway. like twenty percent of Europeans do it, whereas like eighty percent of Americans do. Or no, I'm sorry, I don't know what the current. I think the current percentage of Americans is like it's 60, dropping. But, but in the eighties, it, it was a yeah. high of eighty five percent of Americans. Wild, just wild. Anyway. anyway, there's a plane crash. Oh yeah, there's a plane crash, and they're like, "Oh no, is Corbin dead?" And then she's like, "Oh no, it's Miles dead." And then she knocks on Miles's door and miles is not dead but she's like we can't get in contact with corbin and then he like calls all his airplane contacts and he confirms that corbin is not dead and for some reason corbin didn't tell his family because he's like oh i didn't know it was on the news and i'm like bro yeah. anyway and corbin she like comes back vents. nobody is dead except for random people and she's also airline. like oh there was another plane crash like this i remember it happened when i was six and how like upset my mom was but like, yeah. for the record, I don't think there have been any fatal commercial plane crashes in the U.S. for like decades. Like, certainly well, maybe not. Maybe international. No. Oh, that, that's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. So then they have sex again, and there's okay. I was like, this is cute. <laughs> he tries what? to rip off her underwear, oh, and he can't like, do can't it because yeah. like it's too strong. Yeah. And they're like, there's just a cute moment where they're like, wow, this always like works in like the movies, but it is yeah. not working now. She's like, it like hurts because they like the elastic yeah, is like digging like into the side, and she's like, you know what? I'm just gonna take them off. Like I'm just gonna take yeah. them off now. And yeah, I thought that was. That was a cute moment. <laughs> I do like that Cap, the the old man, always refers to him as the boy. But I hope yeah. that which we I had to call my brother, I call our brother that. But I hope that Stefan would never behave like this. So they fall asleep together for the first time, and she like wakes up in the middle of the night. She hears him on the phone, um, and he is calling his dad to be like, "Oh, oh and like, she's I'm, like worried I'm that fine. it's another girl." Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's his dad. He's like, "I love you, dad," and I was like, "Damn it." I was hoping the dad was dead. 
Oh yeah, I know. I, I, I thought they were the reason the dad wasn't in the picture was because he was oh, dead. I assume they were just like estranged because he didn't go home for Thanksgiving. Oh, I really wanted him to be dead. Unfortunately, yeah. he's not. And we just got like yeah, more wallowing. She's like, I think about all the other things I'm giving up to be with him. Still haven't figured out a way to say no to him. He hides, and when he calls the dad, she's like, he hides so much from me so that when I finally break, it won't be his fault. I'm like, it will absolutely be his fault, ma'am, ma'am. This is when we skipped ahead. This is when yeah, they go to this is when the, they go to the pool. And he's like, if I ask you a question, will you be honest with me? And she does the wise thing. She's like, I shrug because there's no way I'm answering that with a yes yeah. until I hear the question. Bella Swan, take notes. This is how you avoid random promises that you feel you have to keep. Alternatively, you could just make the random promises but not feel any obligation to keep them. But So before they the actual rooftop swimming pool happens, there's a flashback where this is when the circumcision happens. But then Miles and his dad mm-hmm. also like – Makeup. Make his dad's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And then this he's like, when... I, I need to explain about your mom and Lisa. And then like the flashback cuts off, and I'm like, Colleen Hoover, Hoover, you little tease. I want to know. <laughs> so yeah, then we get the swimming scene, and I was like, okay, fine. And then we get the next flashback where we learn like about the history between like the dad and the mom and and Lisa. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you. He's like, I didn't say anything because I didn't think that you would figure it out, and I didn't want to bring it up. And I'm like, you dumbass I know you huge dumbass like what like there's just an astounding year. none it's of these people know how to communicate since yeah. he knew about Lisa mm-hmm. and you never once especially once he knows how close he and Rachel are like they're definitely talking you know I just like at no point Rachel would be like oh yeah when I first met your dad I just oh my god I know he's so dumb and I'm like you're still a shitty parent like for right. that and all the other terrible things you do to your son Right. Over the course Who, by of the way, flashbacks. like it's not focused on at all, but he also did like lose his mom very recently. Yes. Like that's not really – it's not really like played up, but like yeah. this kid is half an orphan and like you're his only remaining – yeah. Yeah. Like, Miles needed therapy before now, but he definitely needed therapy I afterward. Know. I know. So – Okay. So Tate's moving out of Corbin's apartment and she goes to say goodbye. She's like finally got her own place and she goes to say goodbye to Miles and then she – he won't even say that, like, he missed her because he's been away on, like, a job for a week or whatever. And she's like, you literally – she's like, I miss you is not, like, a relationship thing. It's literally just a thing that, like, people who, like, know each other set, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, it's a friend thing. It's, like, whatever. And he's like, but we were never friends. Because he's been – this is, like, his favorite refrain. He's like, we weren't friends beforehand, so it won't ruin our friendship. And I'm like, you – Shut up. And Tate finally stands up for himself and then Miles starts – herself and then Miles starts to cry and then she's like – So manipulative. He's like, what am I doing to you, Tate? Like if you're so worried about her, why are you crying and making it about you? Like stop it. I'm like, sir, you know what you're doing? Leaving her the fuck alone. That's what you should do. So they break up and now we get the terrible flashback um, with the car crash and um, Miles tries to save like both Rachel and Clayton – um, but he's only able to like get Rachel out and then so they get like rescued by like a boat on the river and Rachel was like telling him to save the baby because for yeah. some reason she I mean he was trying well, I, could, I don't understand why she couldn't get her own seatbelt off I know but, that's like yeah. a thing that's definitely a thing and get stuff. Car, like, so it, like, well no because well no because seatbelts specifically have the emergency release button that's why they have the like easy thing it's specifically oh. for that reason which is why it's extra dumb that car seats don't have it according yeah. to um Geisbreicht Mr. Geisbreicht car seat accident expert <laughs> who I read an article by him about like okay. interviewing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Rachel basically blames Miles. Like even though like it's very well established that there was really nothing Miles could have done. Like he was he yeah. couldn't get it open. 
again, because consumer protection agencies don't care about child safety, apparently. And Tate and Miles have trauma sex after Miles starts to cry. And he says Rachel's name while they're having sex. And she's like, I'm done. She's like, what the fuck? And I and we get this because there's a parallel scene right after this. But before I just want to say, like, at this point, I was like, okay, I still think he needs therapy. But I also recognize that there are like some things that like you're never going to be able to like fully stop mourning. And like the death of a child is definitely one of them. Yeah, It was just a really strong emotional impact. Yeah, because I was not. It was it was like really hard. Yeah. But yeah, there's then there's immediately a sex scene, the last sex scene between Rachel and Miles, like after Clayton has died, um, and they have breakup sex. And he's like, "We've that's what we've been doing, Tate. Fucking, I made that clear from day one. I'm like, no, you fucking haven't." But he like really yeah, sticks whatever. to the line. Yeah. And then she leaves. and and they both say Tate is like, oh, "I'm done," and she's like, "Just finish." And then when Rachel and Miles have their breakup sex, Rachel's also like, "Just finish." So we have that parallel, and they break up, and then Rachel writes him like a dear John letter. And then, like, her and Lisa move back to Phoenix. And he's like, the ugly love, like, wasn't worth it. And I was like, roll credits. Like, there it is. There's the Mm -hmm. title. Ugly Mm -hmm. love. (laughs) And this Mm -hmm. is when Miles is like, I'm never going to love again. It's not worth it. And he's like, I feel bad for – like, I feel bad for hurting Tate. But it's hard to feel bad for her because she doesn't know pain. (sighs) Which, like, like, yes. On one hand, like, I understand. But also you're being a dick. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you don't get to just like – you don't get absolution for hurting other people just because something much worse has happened to you. Right. Yeah, so they break up and now we get current day Miles' perspective. No mm-hmm. longer are we in flashbacks because we're all caught up, baby. Yeah. And he's like, I want to love her, but I can't. And then Ian calls Miles out for being a coward and he does the whole thing where he's like, if you could forget everything, would you or whatever? And then Corbin comes in and punches Miles in the face and he's like, you deserve that, TBH. I'm going to head out now. <laughs> Very random. No, it's that, it's that no, 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 no. Corbin punch. No, no, no. You're saying out of order. Ian gives him the talk and and Ian's like, you, what you really need to do is you need to go find Rachel and find out how she's been doing because you're never going to forgive yourself until you know like how she's doing. No, no, no. Cap says that. Are you okay. sure? I, I, I did say it out of order. End. I did say yeah. it out of order. So I'm sorry. So You don't see that on scene anyway. They so what happens is Tate's moving out. Then they have the cry and the trauma sex, and then Tate says goodbye to him the next day. And then Ian is like, "You're a coward." And then and then Corbin punches Miles, and then Ian gives Miles the heart to heart. No, yes, Corbin punches him at the end once he comes back and is asking where Tate lives. No, we don't get punch him twice. No, he just already already has a black eye. No, No, no. it's because he went and asked him. No, we don't. No, it's not. No. He just tells Tate, I went, I had to beg Corbin to tell me where you moved. It doesn't matter. The relevant part is that he's had the heart to heart and now he's off to Arizona. No, but he because- talks to Cap. He has he talks to Ian and then he talks to Cap. And we find out that Cap has known Miles all his life. Because I guess Miles has lived in this apartment building his no, whole life. Cap used to Cap used to be a maintenance man at like multiple apartment buildings, and one of them oh, okay. was Miles' yeah. dad. So Miles rolls on over to Phoenix. And knocks on Rachel's door. And now we get Rachel POV. And I knew this was coming because the audiobook has three narrators. And this is also why I knew that like Rachel probably didn't die also because there's two girls. And I was like, all right, well, as soon as we got the Rachel, 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 I was like, all right, we're hearing from Rachel. Um, (laughs) Rachel's like, oh my gosh, it's Miles. And Rachel is happily married to someone named Brad. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Brad and Chad. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Rachel's like, oh my God, I can't believe – like I feel so bad that Miles has been basically feeling super guilty this whole time um, even though I moved on. And she's like, it wasn't fair of me to blame you. Like you also lost the child and like it wasn't your fault. And then she shows him her new daughter, Claire, which is – which was going to be their alternate name for Clayton because she was going to pick the girl name and then he picked the boy name as like a surprise and Claire is her grandmother. So yeah, and he's like, he looks, he's like, Claire looks just like her brother. Yeah. They cry a lot, but then they get closure and like accept the pain. Still not as good as therapy, but I'll accept it. <laughs> and then uh, Tate is coming home and Miles is at her door and he's been waiting there for six hours. Mm-hmm. And then, and so Miles comes in and she's like, Tate is basically just like, what the fuck do you want? Like, you have hurt me enough. But she's also been pining after him this whole time. It's that good love healing trauma. Yeah. So then Miles tells Tate about Clayton. He doesn't tell her everything. He's like, I had a son. The day that we met was would have been his sixth birthday. I will tell you everything. Like, I can't tell you everything right now. But I will. Which I appreciated. Because, yeah. like... I appreciated the fact that Colleen Hoover was like, listen, like he's beginning to heal, but he's nowhere near like close enough to be able to tell someone like fully what happened to be able to talk about it. And I feel like that's so often like they're like, well, I've been healed. I've been healed by love. And now I can like talk about all my things without like, you know, I can talk about it freely. And that's not he's like, this is why I'm like this. I'm working on it actively. I care about you. I want to be with you. I'm willing to be open. That's something you talked about with Rachel too. Like Rachel was like, yeah, I used to be like you. Like every day was like, you know, pain. But then now the pain is just like – now it's like the good stuff is the foreground and the pain is just the background. Yeah. Versus the other After way around. After she met Brad. Neither yeah. of them go to therapy. Both of them heal through love. Which, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So then we get we get an epilogue. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No, no, no. No. This is just the end of the book is – Yes. Um, He shows up – oh, yeah. Okay. They take Cap. Cap has never been in a plane. Cap also brings her juice in a to-go cup. I enjoyed that. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So they take Cap up in a plane for the first time because he's never – despite being a captain, he has never flown. And he – oh, oh. He shows her the sunrise. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because, because the first – they mm-hmm. talked about at Thanksgiving how like she's like, wow, it must be so cool to see the sunrise from up there. And Corbin is like, I never look at it. And Miles is like – you know being reticent because he's emotionally stunted at this point but then he shows her the sunrise and he's like it is like amazing yeah and, they, and like, that's another one of those things that made thing. me be like you've grown up your dad was a pilot like how have you never thought of this before and also if you're so like interested you're so captivated by it by why didn't you become a pilot too like come on i mean she's not that captive she's like it must be just like cool to yeah see i guess i guess yeah maybe the fact she's she not like oh my god i've now. always wanted to see the sunrise from a plane yeah like she's definitely seen a fucking sunrise from a plane like, yeah I don't know. so they take him up and then they drop him off and go somewhere else i don't know where they go but he proposes they're just hanging out well he at first first, he fakes her out he pulls out like a ring box but it's just a key to his apartment he's like i want you to move in but then he pulls out the real ring and he's like will you marry me and i'm like you little shit i know (laughs) but i'm like in a good way like this one's in a good way (laughs) other times it wasn't in a good way but this one is in a good way (laughs) yeah and then we cut to like how many years later? Like five, two the years epilogue. later, five years later. Like three years later. So the true They're married. Yeah. They're married. They didn't plan on getting pregnant, but they're like, if it happens, it happens, whatever. And he is holding his daughter and they named her Sam after Cap, whose real name is Samuel. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, he holds her in his arms and he's like very scared at first because he's like, I don't know whether, you know, this is going to trigger something in me. 
then he just like loves her and it's very cute and it brings him peace and it's very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. God damn, Colleen Hoover. I know. I <laughs> was done shocked. It. <laughs> I was because I have so many notes on this where I'm just like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way well, this you, is pulling through. You turned to me. You started the book and you were like, wow, I really like this book. And then like three hours later, you came to me and you're like, I, I shouldn't have said that to you. Like I fucking like, – I'm so mad at Miles. I don't know how she's going to turn this around. Yeah. And then you're and then, like, like three hours after turned that. turned it around. <laughs> God damn it. Colleen Hoover, what is this wizardry? <laughs> she just hoovered it all up. And she like took all my emotional up, yeah. trauma and she just hoovered it, it up. up. Yep. <laughs> so you know what time it is. Meow, meow. What do we think? I think it's low. I don't know. I, I did not get low. any cat vibes. Only I didn't in that get animal vibes either. No, not at all. From either. Because again, or it was tea. just so. It was so realistic. Realistic. <laughs> it was so true. It's like I need a little bit of like cartoonity in my, you know. And I don't need like I enjoy, I enjoyed. This book I don't a lot, need but it. Like, Obviously, this worked. Yeah. Right. Right. But like I, I usually expect a little, a little more cartoonity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't get animal vibes from either of them. For None whatever them, like, reason, I don't know why. I just said that. And an image of a turtle, sentient potato, and a koala <laughs> came into my mind. Who's who? <laughs> I'm not really sure because I think you can make arguments for both. Because mm-hmm. like Miles could be a turtle because he's like you know constantly is like retreating into his shell. Mm-hmm. He has a hard exterior, and Tate's but like then clinging on. <laughs> Tate. Yeah, but then also like koalas can be vicious. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't go fucking near a koala. Like, they can scratch your eyes out right. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, like, that could also you could make the argument that Miles could be a koala. They enjoy niche food, like eucalyptus, and we or we might say orange juice. Orange <laughs> juice is not a niche food. Well, like, is it? I, I don't know. I get so many mixed signals from orange juice. We most can do people, a poll. We'll do. A I would poll. guess. Yeah, <laughs> most people only drink orange juice and like mimosas. And that doesn't count. That's not the same as like a straight up glass of OJ regularly. You, you tell me that you like can't drink citrus. No, no, no. Allow me to clarify. I it it gives me the the shits. I shouldn't drink it. I just like literally grew up thinking of it as like as much as like a bowl of cereal was just like that's what you eat. It's like orange juice. That's what you drink. I feel like orange juice is a pretty common. And then I go years thinking I was wrong, and then in comes Colleen Hoover. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So not really. No cats. I'd say Corbin. Book. Corbin's like the closest to being a cat in this book. But I feel like he's like a like a like a like a German Shepherd. Maybe you he's know, like a wanna. He's, no, he's like a wannabe. He's like a cat that like thinks it's a no. German he's shepherd. a Pomeranian. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's like. A Chihuahua. Yeah, Corbin's a Chihuahua, <laughs> Maybe. but not Maybe. a cat. I just feel yeah. like he's too oblivious yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> the whole book was very tense, and I feel like cats do well in tense situations. So what you do take it, that, do what you want with that. Do I don't well. know about that. <laughs> I feel like cats just leave tense situations. Yeah. But imagine like a, ta- a cat like walking on like a tightrope or something. Like I don't think that's tense for the cat. Sure, but it's tense for the cat. I think that's else. just like a regular day's work for the cat. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Three. One. Two, two, three, three, one, two. Okay, 1.5. One. No, I'm adjusting mine I'm to changing. one. Yeah, because I'm thinking about the fact that we gave – what else did we give a one? 
We gave Royal Holiday a one. Did we? I'm pretty sure. We gave something a one. Maybe I think it was Royal Holiday. No, not Destiny no, Destiny Center we gave a two because Billy was fierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it would have been a one otherwise. Yeah. Well, we gave Royal Holiday a one, and I can in good conscience, like, if anything, Royal Holiday is slightly more cat-like. Because mm-hmm. at least there were animals. This book. Like, there were horses. Yeah. It's slightly more cat- Yeah, there wasn't a single animal in this book. No. Yeah. Royal Holiday is slightly more cat-like, but not enough to bring it to a two. So I can't give this a two if I gave Royal Holiday a one. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. Where can they find us, Rachel? They can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at We Read It One Night, or on Twitter at We Read It Podcast, or you can email us at We Read It One Night at gmail.com. Also, leave us a rate and review wherever you listen and give us a follow and or and or subscribe. Your review can literally just be like Godspeed comrades. Yes. That's it. Like you or like a cat even... emoji. Like that's fine. Just like meow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meow meow. Yeah. That's all you that's all you need. <laughs> Can we get We're not meow we are not picky. We are not, you know. Yeah. We don't demand much. No. We like are the, simple like, folk. Like, like the cats. All we require. Is... I don't know. Cats demand, I feel like. <laughs> they both demand everything and demand nothing. Anyway, write to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. <laughs> Cause the patent has been around for ten years and yet, to my knowledge, there's still no seats on the market. So foolish, foolish. I don't know. Alternatively, write to the patent holder if you got some like business hookups, like <laughs> get that <laughs> manufacturing get, started. Can we get them on Shark Tank for Ooh, chance. Yeah. Like I feel like that could be an yeah. opportunity. I mean, that's legit. Like, listen, I recently learned about induction stoves. Right? You told me. I about told that? you about that. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, and I never heard of it. But if you don't know, it's basically these like magic stoves that immediately. Like the heat goes they from work like with hot magnets. to like yeah, it, it becomes completely not hot right as soon as you turn it off. So I feel like that's like that. I was thinking like that's going to be the kind of safety innovation that like it's going to take. You know, they're available, but it's going to take like years for people to adopt them. But in like thirty years, it's going to be like seatbelts. People are going to be like, wow, I can't believe those idiots thirty years ago were having these dangerous ass stoves instead of like our yeah. safe stoves. But now that I heard about this car seat thing, I'm like, this seems like it has even more potential. <laughs> like yeah, this wow. seems like even we're- more of a no brainer. Okay. <laughs> Godspeed, comrades. Godspeed.